What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here. And that's you. With another YouTube live stream. Where is Where am I at? All right. What is going on, man? Where am I at? What is going on? Where? What? What is going on here? This is a new place, all right? Shout out to the coach gang. Um, how's the quality of the stream, all right? So as you can see, I'm not in my new place. I mean, I'm not in my old place. I'm in my new place. And right now, as you can see, we're just doing the beginnings of putting the studio together, all right? I had to get up out of here. <laughs> how many thought? Uh, how many thought I died of COVID or something like that? Anybody know, all right? People were like, Wait a minute. He didn't come back. He, they were like, what? Uh-oh. <laughs> I got evicted from my last place. <laughs> I got money. I'm just joking, man. I had to go. I had to go uh, get up out of here, man. I had to hide. But no, man, this has been a part of a couple of years process of uh, planning my next move. You know, I'm in the next portion of my life. My kids are in their teenage years. In a couple of years, they'll be both out of the house. Uh, they're deciding where to live at this particular point uh, because of the move and and all of this stuff. And uh, this pip, this move was going to be made probably a year from now or a year and a half from now. But I pushed it ahead. I pushed it move ahead. And now I'm preparing for what the next move is. So I've not, I'm not I'm splitting time right now. If everybody wants to know. All right. If anybody wants to know, I'm in Las Vegas in Las Vegas in the building. All right. I'm in Las Vegas and um, not too far from Southern California. Right now, I'm splitting time going back and forth, going back and forth, uh, trying to finish up the move. My move is not even complete yet, and it probably won't be complete for another four weeks, maybe five weeks. So there's going to be uh, a lot seeing that you'll see going on here. As a matter of fact, this studio is going to change dynamically over the next five weeks. All right. You're going to see, I think I'm painting one, one or two of the walls. Um, they're going to be sound boards. The displays are going to be different in the back. So we're going to build this through. I actually, uh, my shade, my blackout shade that's supposed to be here. Um, I didn't anticipate this window being in the shot, but based on how I set up my studio, the window's in the shot. <laughs> so, um, so the window's in the shot slightly. So there's a blackout shade that's going to be here in three weeks and so forth and so on. And um, if you've been following me on the member stream, You've been following me on, the, I think, the member stream. Yes, I think when I did one of the member streams last week from this house. And, um, you know, so some of the people got previews of the new house. Well, they didn't see anything, but they knew I was streaming from a new house. So I've been back and forth between Southern California and Vegas the last couple of weeks. All right, driving back, driving up, driving back, driving up. I've driven up and back like four times. And I still have two more trips left. So... Uh, yeah, man, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a great transition. And man, the taxes don't work the same. All right. The taxes don't work the same. The climate don't work the same. Mm. This is actually one of the um, this is actually one of the uh, I, I guess this is like the seventh or eighth major city that I've lived in, or at least definitely the sixth uh, major city that I've lived in. So, yeah, man, this is going to be a fun transition. So you're going to see it. You're going to see the transition. You're going to see what we put together. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. But anyway, uh, he says, what are you going to do with your, oh man, I brought my firearms already. I snuck them all the way through from California in here. All right. And there's a firearm store very close to me that I'm looking forward to taking advantage of. All right. I'm going in there cleaning up. All right. You can go in there with your ID and clean up. It's crazy. So 
Um, I didn't realize, I mean, I did realize this, but the, the pace is a lot different. Uh, California is just, you're on the go traffic and all of that stuff. And even though I didn't drive that much in the last couple of years, I still had to go to uh, pick up my kids from school and all of that stuff. And um, just the, just, just to get from where you are in Southern California to the next place to the freeway takes you 20, 30 minutes just to get there. And then it's a hassle just to get on the freeway. So now I don't have that much of an issue. And, you know, where I am, I won't tell you where I am. <laughs> I'm high. <laughs> so, uh, but where I am, there's not much need to drive and there's not much traffic. But people drive slow as hell out here. I've noticed that everywhere I go. All right. People drive slow. What's going on, man? Y'all need to pick up the pace. Anyway. So, look. Today's show, let's get into the business of the show today. We got the show today. We're going to talk about the plus size, as they call them. We used to call these people overweight, but they're not overweight anymore. They're plus size. And especially if they're in the modeling industry, we call them plus size. I think her name is Remy Joe. She's known as Remy Joe. She's a plus size model and an Instagram influencer, social media influencer. She recently went to a horse ranch. All right. She went to a horse ranch to jump on a horse. And they turned her ass down. They were like, oh, hell no. Mr. Ed said, oh, Nelly. <laughs> he said, oh, Nelly. All right, whoa, 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 Nelly. That's what Mr. Ed said. But uh, we're going to find out why exactly they, they turned her down. Why she was a little bit disingenuous about posting why she got um, why she got denied. And then also, also, she tried to clean it up and try to say, well, this is what I was mad at. Not this. We're going to talk about that and uh, the use of this. She basically flagrantly fouled uh, the opportunity here. And she used them. She used the scenario to garner a little bit of sympathy, but it was in the wrong direction. I'm going to tell you why they really turned her down. Or, hey, this is not what you believe. And I've ridden horses before. Mm. I've ridden horses before. By the way, I actually am feeling better, too. I got to figure out my, my air conditioning. I, I can't control it by the phone anymore. I'm a dude. I'm going to tell you the next couple of months is going to be a mess, but, um, Hey, something's, something's coming through my dang, uh, here you go. What's going on here. What's going on over here. I hear a commercial in the background. So we're going to talk about how she used this. This is typically of the victim mindset that is used today. And I'm about tired of it. I'm about tired of this victim mindset and this narrative that everybody's a victim. Everybody's a victim. What we teach people is not to become a victim, right? I don't care. It has nothing to do with race or gender or marriage or any of that. We, we just tell you to not become a victim. Take, take accountability, um, face the consequences, and not always be trying to tell everybody else that they should be accepting them for what, how they are. It's absolutely deplorable the amount of people that love to be a victim. They cannot stand to not be a victim. All the time. It's absolutely de despicable. And then when you call them out on exactly why, you know what I mean? Whatever they're trying to uh, say they're a victim against and you call them out and you're like, well, it makes sense. And then they start shuffling. All right. They start shuffling and scrambling. <laughs> it's crazy. So they start shuffling and scrambling and making it seem like, well, I'm not really saying this because of this It's because of this. No, 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 no. Nope, you said you were a victim and we called you out. You're not a victim. You were there by choice, right? You chose to be that heavy. And now that you're that heavy, now you're getting discriminated against. It's a no-brainer. Mm. 
well, you shouldn't discriminate against people. There's got to be somebody that's come up with a way uh, to describe what that means when they say, well, people shouldn't, and then fill in the blank. So let's, we've been talking about this. <laughs> if the person says, uh, young boys are attracted to female shoulders. Well, young boys shouldn't be attracted to female shoulders. They, what, what you should do is teach your son to be, what is that called? That has to be called something, right? That has to be called something. Why in the hell would you throw that out there? You got to tell me what that is. No, no, no. Take accountability in that situation. No, you can't just say, um, uh, it's, it's kind of like saying, well, people shouldn't steal from the stores. People shouldn't rob people. Like I left my car running in the front of 7-Eleven and the engine's running. I go into the store. The stores, there's a line of, uh, of six people. Uh, and then the fifth person before me, once they check out, they steal my car. Well, people shouldn't steal cars. Is that going to help the scenario? Could you have helped the scenario by not leaving the car running? What is that called? Woman-splaining? <laughs> Woman-splaining? It's absolutely ridiculous. And so what happens is uh, when we get down into these situations, it's always let's put the let's, let's let's not take accountability and put the blame on someone else. This culture has been fed up with it. Matter of fact, let me share this and I'll talk about how you can let your voice be heard here. Uh, Anthony Johnson, you know him. Um, he is the president of the 21 Studios. Let me share the screen here. I'm I'm a little bit off here. Let's see if I can share the screen. Where where the screen at? Where's Anthony Johnson's uh, tweet? Uh, he tweeted this the, the other day, and I was like, damn. All right, so this is the tweet uh, by, oh, wait a minute. That's not the, that's not the tweet. <laughs> that's one of the tweets. You know his tweets, man. He be out there aggressive. Let's see here. Oh, here it is. This is the tweet right here. All right, so this is the tweet right here. He says, in the 2000s, liberal feminists' mother or liberal feminist mothers fed their children Ritalin. I've talked about that. I've talked about that extensively. The amount of people that have gone and been diagnosed as ADHD and ADD and all of these things because the mothers couldn't control them. The mothers couldn't control them. And then all of a sudden, they can't tell the kid no. And these kid, these parents were always the most vocal about doing what? Well, you shouldn't uh, touch your kids. You shouldn't spank your kids. You shouldn't tell your kids no. They parented out of a book. They wanted to tell their kids how they wanted to have nice, rational long ex explanations on how things work well you have to sit the kid down and make the kid understand nope you have to, <laughs> you have to sit the kid down and have a long logical discussion with the with the kindergartner so the kindergartner can know and understand what they need to do all right so <laughs> first of all no nope all right that's not how kids learn and so in this situation right here and he says right here in the 20 teens they fed them antidepressants. Today, in the 2020s, they are chemically castrating their own children, affluent white female liberals. And I guess he has an acronym for it, AWFUL, are a menace to the children and to the families. All right, shout out to him for that one right there. And so I think I've seen this progression go along, and I've been really, um, I've been really, upset about the weak parenting that we have here it is the people most of the people don't have no kids or the people that try to tell you how to parent 
they have kids or little kids. I mean, they don't even have kids. They've never parented all the way through and then come back and say, this is what you should do. It's always some people with some theories. And then as they're going along, what you'll find out is their kids are not disciplined. Number one, they have no, they have no command over the kid. They have no authority over the kid. All right. The kid is spoiled, entitled. They throw fits like these kids, like uh, th these kids hate their parents. These are the kids that come in and uh, Menendez, the parents, the next thing they'll do. The next thing you'll find out is that they drug their kids. Their kids have been left behind in school two years. Their kids are damn near failing out of school, but you wouldn't know about it. And then the next thing you'll find out, they're on antidepressants. They're on anxiety. They've been in therapy. The kids been in therapy for 13 years. Like how the kid been in therapy for 13 years? It's a kid. <laughs> right? Teach them how to know. Yes. And what the hell is going on here? They so quick to throw these kids uh, on medication and therapy. It's, I don't, I, I'm, somebody has to explain what this means. <laughs> like somebody got, what? The kid, it's a kid. <laughs> it's a child. Why the hell they got to be thrown up in therapy and they five years old? Like, <laughs> Jesus. I've seen it, man. I've seen a couple. They were getting divorced. And I think the kids were like in third and fourth grade. They in therapy, bro. I'm like, what? 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 Dude, let them recover. See, you harping on it. Most of the time, it's the parents that need the therapy, <laughs> not the kids. Because the kids are reacting to something that the parents are creating. Why don't the parents go to therapy? It's so it's so crazy. So I'm sitting there. Then so Anthony's next progression is now these same parents are the same ones that were saying, okay, here's some ADHD, here's some Ritalin. Then the next, here's some anti-anxiety medication. Oh, next, you can determine your gender at four years old. <laughs> this is the progression that we've gone in in the last 30 years. For real. And who do we blame for this one? The millennial and the generation uh, X parents. <laughs> this is great. This is how you rate. Look, look. This is how you raise kids in America. In America. This is how you do it. Drug them. Then you put them under intense mind control. And then you let them choose what the hell they want to do when they're four. <laughs> oh, my God. What's next? AA. Alcoholics Anonymous. What's next? I mean, come on. Jesus. So, I mean, this is exactly where we're This is clown world. I actually find it absolutely appalling. And unfortunately, if you do have a uh, mostly a white liberal uh, mother, your your kid's going to be drugged. My my uh, my kids are going to be drugged into the Well, she's trying to drag one of them in, into it. I'd be like, you don't want to need the therapy. Stop trying to drag the kids into it. So uh, it's crazy. It's absolutely mind boggling what we what we do uh, to kids in place of discipline and respect. And I keep saying this. I keep saying this. Most people and, and somebody has to prove me wrong. Somebody has to prove me wrong. I'm, I'm waiting. And I know there's a good professional guy. There's a couple of guys, you know, coach gang goes deep. This is the podcast. So relax. We'll get to the story. There's a couple of guys that are professionals, uh, you know, in psychotherapy or psychology and that. I don't, I'm not crapping on your career or anything like that. So I could focus on my career. But, <laughs> but what I'm saying is somebody has to prove to me 
that when a child says they need some help or, or, or in this particular area, sometimes they're groomed to say this, right? Uh, now it's more like you should be aware of it. Children be aware when you feel stress and anxiety. Uh, the kids are like, what are you talking about? Because the, the adult in front of the classroom is all wired out on drugs, right? The teacher in the front's all wired out and frazzled, going through a divorce, broke, could barely drive. She got to drive a scooter to, uh, to, to work so uh, she could save gas money. So she's all anxious and depressed, stressed the hell out, teaching all these crazy ass kids that don't have no discipline. And then what happens is they make these kids aware for it. <laughs> they, they make the kids aware for it because she's all panicked out. She's all, she's all wired out. And then guess what? The kids go, oh, okay, so I'll be aware of it. Well, I'll whip it out whenever I need it. Most of the time people whip this out is guess what? <laughs> when they about to get in trouble, prove me wrong. Prove me. Prove me wrong. I've been, I've been working on college campuses and high school campuses since 1998. 1998. And I've been working with high school, middle school kids since uh, around 1995. All right. I know this for a fact. Most people are only going to bring it up when they about to get in trouble. They When they about to get that fire to that ass, when they about to get suspended, when they about to get that D or that F, when they about to get, when they about to get that punishment, then guess what? <laughs> Guess what's about to happen? Oh, here it comes. Oh, you know what? I'm this. I'm that. I'm this and that. Yeah, here we go, man. This is just. So I know this over a long time. I've seen it. I've seen it. And then people do bring out their sob stories. Well, I had a rough time growing up. Right when they about to get suspended. Right when they about to get thrown out the school. <laughs> oh, you know what happened? I had this cousin, his name is Timon. Timon, he got shot on his birthday. He was gonna marry this girl, but now she homeless. And I didn't have no daddy. But the daddy I had, he yelled at me. Only when I got in trouble, but he yelled at me. And yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? You be like. So this is what I'm talking about. What we are doing is not teaching people how to overcome obstacles. You're not teaching them. You're teaching them to take the easy way out. That's my opinion. You're going to take the easy way out. Don't take accountability. Hide. All right. Right before you're about to face some consequences and, and life gets hard, just go ahead and back out. Take a time out. What do they call it when you go over to the, um, not a safe space, right? Like this all extends from that type of philosophy though. Like you got to go take a time out or something where you got to go to some little corner and you got to, decompress what people don't want to do is they don't want to work bottom line people are lazy i mean just look at it I, i'm listen and i'm not crapping on the profession again because people get their people get their panties in a bunch what i'm saying is you cannot discount the fact that people are lazy as hell they're lazy they don't want to do nothing they come out with their paw out and, and the entitlement is out of control people are living fabulous lives and they out here. It's been tough. I had a tough time growing up when I was a kid. I don't feel sorry for none of these people. I don't. I'll be like, man, look, hey, that was your chance. Dude, you got one life. You literally were the sperm that won 
out of one out of 100 million, not only were you the sperm that won, you were born in America. I mean, God dang. I mean, think of the odds. You could have been born somewhere in Bangladesh. You could have been born somewhere in the middle of poverty in Morocco. You could have been born in the Philippines where you were out here selling feed pictures to old white men. I mean, come on. I mean, you were born in America. You had parents, you had welfare, you had people giving you money, you had houses, cars, <laughs> every damn thing. The odds of you getting to this, but man, you won the lottery by being here, but by being the poorest people in America, you won the lottery. And then you got these people out here. This is just too difficult. You feel like, wait a minute, I can't get my, I don't know where my sound effects are with this finger. Pause. Wait a minute. Hold on for a second. There it is. I got three square meals a day. My mother and father taxi me everywhere I needed to go. They paid for everything. I got everything that I wanted. Life is too rough. <laughs> Give me drugs. Give me drugs. Drug me up. Let me go talk to somebody nonstop. Anyway, what are we doing today? Uh, I missed a couple of streams, so I had to cover that. I just don't feel sorry for people. I, I didn't when I was coaching. I would just always be like, whatever. <laughs> I was like, you just want to be a loser in life. Go ahead. All right, that's what you want to do. Um, that's kind of why I got out of the business. I was just one of those guys that was like, um, I you know, in coaching, um, in coaching, a lot of coaches would kiss certain players rear ends right and then they would they would not kiss the rear end of the other players right so the other players will come in that are not a greater performer and they would treat them differently from the other kids that perform greatly and the kids that perform greatly were often entitled right they thought they should be able to be given things because they were good at sports and this is what happens they're good at sports so people just give them things and when it doesn't happen, though, that one or two times it doesn't happen, guess what happens? Sob story. All right. So when that athlete doesn't get what that athlete uh, thinks that they're entitled to, complete sob story. Why this professor didn't pass me? Why this professor didn't give me a C? They know I needed to be eligible for the tournament next week. What? And so I've also seen these coaches put these players back out after uh, their eligibility was up and these players didn't make it in life. They went back working the 7-Eleven, sitting somewhere in the middle of uh, um, middle of Newark, New Jersey, doing absolutely nothing because that's all they had. And nobody said, look, take this opportunity to take your skill set and do something with it. Don't be lazy. Don't think this is going to be how it is the rest of your life. But that, that was the type of coach I was. I was like, man, take this opportunity. Look, I, the wins and losses are, you know, it's fun to win and it's not that fun to lose. But this is a scholarship. Take this opportunity to make the best possible life for yourself and work hard at it while you're here. If you don't do it, it's, it's your waste. It ain't mine. It's crazy. So um, I was one of those type of uh, people where I was like, I'm not listening to your sob story bullcrap. I don't have time for it. And everybody's got a sob story, which is the reality of the situation. All right, enough of that. It took me 25 minutes to explain all that and talk about my new setup and all of that stuff. <laughs> Selling, oh, not the nickels and dimes again. Uh, the way to contribute to this show. The studio will be built out in the next four or five, maybe six weeks. Dollar sign CGA live right there. 
on the bottom right hand on the screen. That is the Cash App. That's how you let your uh, let your voice be heard or contribute to the show. All right. Also, PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams in the building. Okay. And I should acknowledge the earlier contributors to this show. All right. So uh, let's see here. I was about to say. <laughs> what is going on here? Kevin says uh, react to how much money in the bank. All right. I don't know what that is, but it sounds like there's um there's something there that I can't. I, I, I'll look it up. I won't be able to look it up right now during the show. All right. But I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, it's interesting on that one. Where are we at here? Mr. Uh, Mr. Weber is in the building. G Money, we're going to call you G Money. We're going to call you G Money. I got money. He says, amazing content. Thank you, man. We're back in here. Jabal. Jabal says, get well. He's got money, too. I got money. Yes, indeed. I'm actually pretty better, uh, pretty well. The, the worst days that uh, I was feeling you guys saw me on screen. And then I was traveling the other time that uh, I missed the show. So I'm pretty much good. I could be better, though. I'm almost there. I'm going to need to start eating. I, my eating has been way off packing. And I had a packer in my house. A female uh, came over. She helped me pack on both of my previous moves. And she packs up my kitchen and all of that stuff. And all the stuff that I won't pack up. Like she gets the newspapers and packs it up lightly, <laughs> right? Nicely and tight and make sure... If I do it, I'll put all the wine glasses all in one box. No newspaper. All right. <laughs> she wraps all of my pictures and she wraps everything with towels and everything. I would just throw all of these, uh, all of these framed pictures in a box and hope for the best. That's how I would do it. <laughs> so uh I I definitely uh I definitely I, I pay her well to pack up all of my stuff. She packs up probably 50% of my house. I just she just doesn't touch my bedroom and the hit the kids' bedroom and the back. Maybe the bathroom she does in the closets and the laundry rooms, and she does all that. Um, oh, of course, it was somebody I of course listen, the way I work, it was right. This is how I do my all of my relationships are like that. Like you're not just gonna come in and there's gonna be this tension and wow, what if and Nah, you're going to have to previously, I'm, I'm previously going to have to have tested that peace leave out. <laughs> That's all, all women that are around me. Like if you, if you're coming back around, like you, we previously have to have had something. <laughs> you can't just be hanging around me like, oh, maybe one day ooh, I'll think about it. No, no. So then I'm not even thinking about it, right? I was like, all right, I already had her like years ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hold on for a second. Like, you can't be no lady just around me and there's no previous interactions. You got to get that off the table. Let me get that real quick. You know what I mean? Get that interaction off the table. <laughs> Test drive it. You know what I mean? Kick the tires and all of that stuff. Smack it up, flip it, rub it down. And then I'll be like, all right, now that we got that out of the way, we can actually do some work, all right? And then when she come back around, hey, how you doing? All right, you want to take care of that? Okay, good. And then I can actually go about my business not thinking about, oh, man, look at her. Damn, she got her feet out, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I used to have that. I used to, that was like years ago, probably 2017. Maybe something like that, 2017-ish, all that. 
she watches the show too. So she watching going, damn, it put my business out there. And that's you. <laughs> yeah, it's a good icebreaker. You're breaking the ice. It's a good icebreaker. So I had been involved with her like maybe 2017-ish. And then that ship has sailed. It doesn't need to happen again. I have no, like, oh, I need to get it again. Nothing. I was like, hey, you want to help me pack again? She was like, yeah, I'll come over. Okay. And that's you. <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to Simon Small says for the free agent lifestyle hot sauce fun. fun. Shout out to the nasty boys in the building, man. The nasty boys, you guys know how bad you are, brothers. All right. You guys have it worse with you, with, with your people packing your kitchen up. Loud Pocket says the Mr. for the Mr. Ed get well fun. He says, oh, Wilbur. Whoa, Nelly. <laughs> it was a Wilbur or Nelly. I think it was Wilbur. Oh, Wilbur. Who miss, Who remembers Mr. Ed? You're showing your age if you remember Mr. Ed. All right. I remember Mr. Ed because um, when I was when I was young, TBS used to show old stuff like you know like it like they still show old stuff but it's current stuff to old people like they're showing like fringe reruns you're like oh okay like that was what like two years ago like when you're old you think friends and seinfeld was two years ago and it was really 20 you're like damn really 25 years ago like what time going fast but tbs used to show old stuff like leave it to beaver and mr ed in the 85, 1985, 1986, when you first got cable. So they were showing 25 years previous, right? That was 25 years previous. So they were showing, oh, Wilbur, when I got home from school. Nick at night. Oh, that's what it was. It wasn't TBS. It was Nick at night. You're absolutely right, guys. You're absolutely right. That's it, that's what it was. It was Nick at night. It, yeah, not TV. Yes. So Nick at night. Yeah. Uh, you're going to sleep. And they be up there, old Wilbur. <laughs> I dream of Jeannie. Yeah, man. I remember that. Nick at night. Do they still have that? I don't know. They probably show Nick at night and it's like uh, um, something from the 2010s. Like stuff that I thought happened last year. Like, what? That's an old show? <laughs> oh, they still have Nick at night? Oh, the USA channel. Boy, y'all going back. Oh, my gosh. Y'all making me feel real old now. Time flying. Yeah, the Munsters, that's what we used to watch. That was the 25 years previous when I was a uh, like a 7th, 8th grader going into high school. So now these people watch something just slightly uh, older, but to us it's pretty current. So uh, anyway, let's get to the show. I'm going to get to the PayPals in a minute. I got to talk about this woman because people are going to be mad as hell. He coming on here rambling. Hey, man, just chill out. All right, so let me put up the banner here. Oh, first of all, let me put up the disclaimer. This show does not promote hate or harm of any person based on their gender, relationship, status, race, or class. And I should add to this, based on their weight. All right, some of the nasty boys will pound you out, 240 pounds or not. Okay, they will pound you out. But what we want men to do is make healthy choices, and this is what we promote. And if you do want to check on your mental health, please do so. I'm not against that per, per se. I'm against people using it as an excuse. Absolutely. And people do use it as an excuse. I'm against laziness. I'm not against rap or rappers. I'm against these thugs. So I am against that. And I, people should be called out on that. 
and I'm against the idea of not calling it out as a business. All right, you should you should do this. Five hundred thousand dollars later, mm. you're like, wait a minute, somebody told me to do this. It was it's just like one of those things. It's like you should go to college. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars later, it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. No, no, you can't talk bad about it. What if somebody says because back in the day, somebody says, hey, you know what? College ain't college ain't a good idea. Oh, what are you, an idiot? If you don't go to college, you're going to be a failure. You couldn't even question not going to college like 20 years ago. You couldn't do it. You couldn't come up with a big enough excuse to not go to college, right? You couldn't even do it. People are like, you're an idiot. Same thing as how they use mental health. If you say, nah, man, why would you do? You're an idiot. You're automatically classified as an idiot. Same thing as getting a poke in the arm. Uh, nah, I don't think I want to do. You're an idiot. Like you can't qualify. You can't go against it. Unfortunately, hindsight is as twenty twenty. You look down twenty years later, all of these goofballs that went to college and got that liberal arts degree, they struggling right now. <laughs> they in student loan debt like crazy. Which means to say, this is somewhat the similar circumstance. They keep saying you need to go do this. And then when you look at your bank account and it's overdrawn and you paying X amount of dollars and you're going to be $100,000 out of, out of your ass over 18 years because you had to do it and you couldn't do it, couldn't not do it. Mm. Unless they giving it out for free. All right. Or they giving testing out. You know what I mean? Or they bring down the price. I'm, I'm not going to just jump on board and you uh, you say, well, no, well, if you ain't getting it, it's um, what do you have? if you're not getting it, there's something wrong with you. No, no, no. Let's talk about how much it's about to cost. How much how much debt am I going to go into? Because you're surely going to go into debt. <laughs> you're sure you're surely going to go into debt or you ain't going to have no time to work. I mean, am I supposed to be working? Oh, my gosh. What's going to happen to cryptocurrency? Hey, let's get back to the show. We got plenty of time. We will we will get to a whole bunch of stuff. We're going to kick it today as long as we can kick it. Let's get to this story. Uh, where are we at here? Y'all let people go to college and get freaking stupid degrees and let them go study. And you knew they was getting parent loans. You guys and then you guys had no you guys didn't question it. And now you crying. Now you're crying to get the student loan debt erased. This is going to be the same thing 20 years later when all these therapists run around here driving in Maybachs and Rolls Royces and y'all sitting around here looking stupid. <laughs> right? Y'all looking stupid. And you know every little uh, acronym. You, you had enough time to study what acronym personality disorders you have. I got this personality disorder, this one and this one and this one and this one. ISPC, CDS, CBS, ABC, NWO. WCW and the World Wrestling Federation. You got all of that. You got time to study all of that. Yet you still broke and your therapist running around here riding dirty. Mm. <laughs> hey, we we give it to you raw over here. Pause. We give it to you raw. Let's get to the story. All right. Where are we at here? Where's this TikToker? Did I schedule a coaching call? Oh, okay. I was like, what? All right, here's the TikToker in question here. Or a plus-size TikToker, it says. Plus-size TikTok star. All right, they used, again, they used to call these people overweight. Now they're a plus-size TikTok star. Her name is Remy Bader, age 26. 
240 pounds at age 26. There's got to be, man, bro. I mean, wow. And that's not, listen, I worked in professional uh, fitness training. That's not, I, man, I've seen worse. I've seen people close to 300. And you wouldn't have thought 300. Like, I was like, damn, you really 300 pounds. Like, wow. And she was 23, 24. I was like, man, your life going to be tough. But of course, you can't tell them that. You don't know. This woman was a former athlete in high school. 240. It says she slammed Hampton's ranch after she was made to leave, quote, influenced her um, horseback riding session because she weighed too much before being branded a fat biot by the owner's son. We'll play the video of the owner's son here. And she revealed in a TikTok video that she was turned away for from an influencer event at the Deep Hollow Ranch. That sounds like an evening in these streets. In these streets. The Deep Hollow Ranch. All right. He says, for weighing more than 240 pounds. So she weighs more than 240 pounds. Okay. We got our mental health working on that, but our physical health, we ain't working on that no more, apparently. It says right here, the 26-year-old, who is known for her realistic clothing haul videos, later revealed that the ranch owner's son had branded her a fat bi in her response. While addressing the scandal, Remy explained to the New York-based ranch uh, that the New York to the that the New York-based ranch did not advertise their weight policy on their website. Wait, you see this? You see that? That's where she's trying to wriggle out of it because people came in and said, "Yo, uh, listen, two forty. Listen, horses can handle." 240 depending on the horse but that's kind of big but there are big horse riders all right so it's not out of the realm of possibility but she tried to wriggle out of it by saying well you didn't advertise that on your website i i hardly think she looked but does that matter i mean does that matter you showed up i'm pretty sure they can put that little thing now you showed up and they said nope following her initial post the owner's son duetted her adding that when she's not a fat biop, she can ride at the Deep Hollow Ranch. <laughs> Hampton Wine, uh, Hampton Water Wine, which organized the weekend, released a statement saying that they were outraged by the events that took place. Deep Hollow Ranch responded to the TikTok by posting an apology on its fake book, claiming it does not condone or agree with the responses made. Remy has uh, remained candid about her self-image struggles, added uh, that these situations make it a greater challenge. All right, so, man, I, I, these people, personalities, they always have the same type of personality. This is the young woman in question here. Um, Listen, this, she's not my type, but y'all can do whatever y'all want. Nasty boys have at it. But uh, here it is. What, what's, what's happening is these people use social media to uh, talk about how confident they are. They would use these modeling opportunities. Everybody's a model now since model mayhem and digital cameras. Everybody gets to be a model now. And so uh, she does modeling. She has good skin. So that is allowing her to get out here. She has good skin and full hair. And um, that allows her to have some sort of beauty standard here. And uh, then she can manipulate it by posing and and uh, doing uh, lighting and all of these things. Guys, I've done this stuff. I, I was I was the king of model mayhem for a minute. But um, I know the trickery that goes into all of this, the makeup artists and all of this stuff, the hair design, hairdresser. There's a lot of 
there's two, three hours worth of work that went into this little photo right here. And there was there was uh, probably 2,000 images shot, and, and they picked one or two good ones. And the rest of them look like garbage. All right, so they also do post-editing Photoshop and all of this stuff. And so then they put this image out here, and they show how confident they are. They show how much of a model they are. And they give other women like her hope. And they say, well, we can be like this if I am shaped like this too. No, there, there's a lot of work that went into this. There's a lot of work that make her uh, look like this here. It says Victoria's Secrets Pink hires plus-size TikTok star as it expands sizes. And this is in 2020. Everybody knows Victoria's Secret is in the toilet right now. Victoria's Secret is irrelevant. They're hiring. They're doing everything they can to virtue signal their way back. So it don't matter. That's no feather in her cap either. All right. They didn't hire that damn soccer superstar uh, that looked like the clown. Megan, what's her name? Megan Rapinoe. So, you know, Victoria's Secretion been in the toilet for a minute. So I'm not impressed. Don't try to impress me with these uh, credentials and all of this stuff. Uh, credentials mean nothing. All right. Where is it at here? Oh, this is the chart. It says right here, uh, for, for their part, the Deep Hollow Ranch does list their policy of weight limits on their website. <laughs> so what they did do, all right, what someone did do is called her on her ish. Wait a minute. I shouldn't have done that. I should have did this. They called her on her ish. So they did list their weight limits on their uh, website. As she said, and this is why I think these people are hypocritical. She said, they didn't list it on your website. You didn't look. Here's the weight limits right here, ma'am. And you got caught. You got caught shuffling, trying to throw us under the bus. And we told your ass. Now, they said right here, according to the horse's weight itself, you can see a 700-pound horse, which I would assume is a pony. I've ridden a horse before when I was in the Dominican Republic, and I did before, too, in Fiji. I don't need to ride a horse ever again, all right? So I'm done with horses. Uh, horses, and yeah, I'm done. I'm not a cowboy. But here it is right here, according to the horse's weight. Now, let me go all the way down to her weight. It says uh, weight-carrying capacity. This is also including, I mean, let's say weight-carrying capacity, 20%. So um, it says right here, these animals start feeling significant strain and pain when carrying a person weighing more than 20% of his weight. Here's 15% and 20%. Let's go down to her weight. Her weight, 240. So the horse needs to be over 1,200 pounds. I mean, guys, there's 240-pound men that ride horses. However, however, it's not the weight. <laughs> look, look. Which weighs more, a pound of fat or a pound of muscle? I'll wait. I'll let you think about that. <laughs> Which weighs more, a pound of fat or a pound of muscle? Well, it's a pound. It's a pound regardless. But how's that pound, how is that fat distributed? How is that muscle distributed? See, a man that's 240, maybe he might be fat 240, and he's going he's gonna to react a different way on the horse. See, what's, what's left out of this, what's left out of this is this. When you're on a horse, you do have a, a high liability or high probability that you could fall off that horse. You could fall off that horse. 
And so when the horses start doing something, I, when I was in Fiji, I was on a horse. They didn't tell me what to do. My horse started taking off and there were branches. I was about to get clothesline off my horse. And I was like, why don't y'all tell me how to use the horse before you threw me up on this damn thing? I had a young horse, so the young horse was ready to take the hell off. When I was in the Dominican, I was on an old horse. So the old horse was just like, Man, I'm going to stop and eat. I don't care. But with that being said, you got to keep your balance and equilibrium. Because if you fall off the horse or you go a little bit, you lose your balance and your weight distribution is off and you start to fall. Have you ever seen an overweight person fall? I'm going to just say this right now. Have you ever seen an overweight person start to fall? Not fall all the way down, but they start stumbling and stumbling and fumbling and shuffling. Especially if they're non-athletic and they're overweight. It's absolute catastrophe. Because many times they can't even break their fall. They can't even brace. They can't spin out of it. You know, when you athletic and you muscular and you got good, and then you lose it, <laughs> you start you start shuffling. When you athletic, you just be like, you know what I mean? You can spin out of it. You can turn. You can when they fall, they be like, they don't break nothing. They go right to the. I mean, so. And if they do break, they fall, they break, they like, it's just absolutely deplorable. And listen, I'm just saying this as somebody that worked with, with athletes and work with uh, fitness people. I've seen athletic people fall and I've seen non-athletic people fall. I don't know if she's non-athletic, but I've seen non-athletic people fall or overweight people fall. And when you fall, you're going to get hurt. Just losing your balance. You know what I mean? If you got a little bit of obliques and you get on a horse and you just be like, oh, okay. But if you don't have a proper distribution and no L obliques, you can't initiate your back muscles and squeeze your scapula together. <laughs> you're going to be you'll be off the horse real quick. So I believe what they did was they were trying to remove, um, they were trying to prevent her from hurting herself, not the horse. They were trying to prevent her from hurting herself, not the horse. Because what's going to happen is, even though they will uh, put the weight capacity on here, they might have had the horse um, in question up here because the horse is her weight, her weight distribution. I'm sorry, her poundage is right here in the middle. I'm sure they had larger horses that could, you know, that could take care of her. <laughs> they can accommodate her weight. But she, I don't know if she was an experienced rider. I don't know about that. Maybe she was not athletic and it was like, no, nah, we're not going to put you on there because if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to hurt yourself and we're going to get sued. And you got this media representation here. And at the end of it, now we're going to, the blame's going to be on us. The blame's going to be on us, but yeah. <laughs> so let me, I'm going to show this. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to show a couple more pictures of her in the video. Oh, so this is her here. Now she's a model. Uh, under the rules of modeling, you put yourself in a position to accept scrutiny. You can't be a model and then say you can't criticize. Because if that was the case, all these people that criticize Kate Moss and all of these skinny European, Eastern European women for 10, 20 years and change the industry, y'all criticize them to hell. Y'all call them drug addicts and they ate grape skins and all kind of stuff, and they didn't eat, and they had an unhealthy body. They y'all killed these people, but now all of a sudden, people killing y'all. And oh man, you can't talk about us. No, we can talk about you. Uh, if you're an actor, 
musician, entertainer, or whatnot. You're putting your body out there for scrutiny, uh, rejection, appreciation, approval. That's what you're doing. You can't hide behind that. But in, in but in clown world, but in clown world, we can do that. It's sad. Our world today is sad. Well, it's morally America. Uh, here she is right here. Uh, let's see. Look at this dude's chin. <laughs> God dang, bro. Farmer John chin. Uh, this is her right here. Uh, most of you guys date women exclusively that look something like this. And if you want to know, man, this is kind of how I, I would say she's probably in the neighborhood of five foot three, too. Uh, five foot three. She might be five, six. She's not that top. He- well, I guess she she's more middle section heavy. She's not top heavy. Most of her weight is in the middle. Uh, that would then kind of make it difficult for, you know, center of gravity and all of that stuff. I studied this biomechanics. I'm talking as a professional here. I have a degree in kinesiology. Oh, wait a minute. I meant to do this. So. Yeah, there was a video on uh, that was on my Instagram of a woman that was kind of shaped like this. She got on the horse. I couldn't find the video. She got on that horse and that horse said, hell no. That horse was like. So I can imagine, I mean, her legs are pretty short. So I don't think she's, she probably 5'4", five, 5'5", five, five, and 240, over 240. Let me see here. Um, and a lot of you guys are getting turned down by women like this. And this is why. This is this is the world we live in. And social media that gives them the uh, validation that they they are worth something. They got a lot of people simping for them and giving them ac- accolades. And a lot of the girls that you're wanting to date are following women like this. And these women do believe after a while they should be able to attain to uh, attain higher status men because they have a big social media following or they have washed up magazines and washed up companies. That are promoting them. I got Victoria's Secret promoting me. And they promoting pregnant men. They promoting over. Man, please. Gatorade doing the same thing. All right, come on, man. These companies, they they, they struggling. They social, they, they're, they're, they're pandering to the oddities. I mean, they don't have any choice, though. Because I think, in all honesty, they're they're also pandering to. They, they see the writing on the wall. They were like, well, most women aren't going to be fit. Most women are going to be overweight. So we might as well just go ahead and <laughs> we might as well just go ahead and pander to them. They're going to be our business. So not only are our mental health messed up, our, fits, our fitness is messed up. Um, where are we at here? This is her here. We'll show a couple more images of her and you can, you can try to figure out Damn, my computer tripping. You can try to figure out. Uh, this is her. <laughs> this is her right here. Uh, she's here. Uh, I don't know where she is. She, she might be somewhere in uh, Hamptons here, I believe. Uh, so if you take a look at this picture, what's going on in this picture? This is her standing outside of the buggy. This is inside of the buggy is nothing but a group of sorority Kayleys. All right. That's what. I, Inside the buggy. Let's take a look at this. Where's Kaylee at? God damn. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always go in fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cuffed. These boys want a relationship, but I'm just trying to. 
Wait. Take a look. She on the outside. Every single one of these Kayleys are on the inside. <laughs> they on they in the buggy. They're like, yeah, you can take a picture. I'll probably venture to say she either doesn't even know these girls <laughs> or or she's the one girl in the sorority. They'd be like, all right, you can come. You can come too. And they walk clear fast ahead of her ass. Every now and then they try to ditch her. When she ain't around, they be talking about her. And they didn't even, wait. They didn't even let her get in the buggy. Do y'all see what I see? I'm not, listen, I'm just calling it what I'm seeing. A picture is worth a thousand words. They not even showing no attention to her. Well, this one looking off to the side at Chad. This is also her here. So she's putting herself, she has no problem putting herself out there, but she needs to accept the scrutiny that she's receiving as well because um, you can't put yourself out here for public consumption and not face any bite back. Same thing with me. I'm not going to be mad. It, oh, my. So who are you going for, Kaylee or what y'all doing? Drunk Kaylee. This is Josie. Josie with the drink. Chad right here. Chad smashed both of them. Chad is a nasty boy. This looks like the dude that was in New York. They was claiming about the, the Chad dude on TikTok matching with them. That's not a flattering picture. That's not a flattering picture right there. So, but this is her. I think she's over 240 by a long shot. I mean, I've been in the business of weighing people. I used to be able to see you. I used to be able to predict your weight uh, with accuracy, but I would have to see you in per person. And I was pretty accurate. I was always within two or three pounds. But uh, yeah, she's definitely over 240. She She's definitely pushing 280 to 300. And I know people think that's outrageous. People are like, that's no way. Yes, dude, you'd be absolutely shocked You'd be absolutely shocked at some of the weights of these the, uh, these people. Let me go ahead and play a couple of videos of her here. Oh. So she's putting her titty, her her fat titty jiggling while riding. I don't know what she's riding. And see, this is why you can't feel sorry for him. You can't feel sorry. She wants to be the victim, but she got a titty jiggling video. <laughs> Look, she's doing this to herself, man. Look at that thing. Oh, that's disgusting. I can't even. Oh, man. Hey, when I was down bad... Oh, she on the bike. <laughs> so we know what it would have looked like if she was on that horse. If she was on that horse, we know what, what this is. This is just on the bike. <laughs> this guy got to pedal her. <laughs> this guy right here, like, bro, like, where he at? Let's see where he at. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> this guy right here, he like this. Oh man. <laughs> he like go charge them triple. Now is he wrong for that? 
That song probably gonna get. I'm gonna probably have to clip. Well, I don't have to clip it out anymore. Uh, I don't have to worry about that. This is the video of her complaining about. That's gonna get clipped out. So I'm gonna have to do this here. So it says, shout out to the Deep Hollow Ranch in Montauk. Shout out to Long Island, New York, and the Hamptons. Oh, Peter. Oh, Peter. I know they're from Massachusetts. Oh, Peter. We need to go down to Montauk in the Hamptons. We can wear, we can go to the white party. Wouldn't that be great to go to Montauk <laughs> in Suffolk County? When I lived in Suffolk County, New York, that's how they talk. I literally went into Long Island and they was talking like, <laughs> they the woman was talking like that in 7-Eleven. Oh, Peter. I was looking around 7-Eleven like, bruh, go down to Montauk. Uh, it says right here for making me leave because I weigh over 240. So she tried to put them on blast. That's not why they made you leave. They made you leave because they wasn't ready to have a horse handle you or you weren't going to hurt yourself. So you see her putting the whole business on blast. I believe Yelp uh, her her posse because I believe this video got 1 million, uh, almost 1.8 million views. And um they went to their Yelp and abused their Yelp. I should try to pull it up. So they went in there and gave a Yelp all kind of one ratings and all of this stuff. Let me see if I can pull up their Yelp. Over in Montauk, Deep Hollow Ranch. I'll tell you what, man. That sounds like a good evening at the junior college at a sorority house. Yelp. Deep. This is how liberals work. <laughs> this is how liberals work, man. They, they barrage you. Uh, and make they play they play themselves the victim and they barrage you online and uh, they make it difficult for you to survive. So they did. They went over there and now it's got a two rating, 225 reviews. Let's see if they dissed them. I don't even know how to check this. Oh, it says right here, unusual activity alert. Yeah, see, they got them. Unusual activity alert. So they they stopped them says this business recently received increased public attention, which often means people come to this page to post their views on the news rather than the actual consumer experience with the business. We've temporarily disabled the posting of comment content to this page as we work to investigate the content you see here reflects the actual consumer experience rather than the events. Ah, see, this is, yeah, man, this is how liberals work. They, they make themselves a victim. They portray themselves a victim, and then they make you, they they penalize you because <laughs> they penalize you for their own choices in life. They're like, I didn't make you 245 pounds. Let's play the response of the sun um, before we end this show. Because she tried to, the son is, the son of the business owner came out and was like, yo, let's see if I can find it. Oh, where is it? Oh, here it is. And the son's chin game is strong. <laughs> What's going on with that chin, Sean? So the son came out with a response video to this. Uh, his dad should have told him, don't do it. And he says, um, after she plays the victim, now she does what? She makes herself, um, 
She takes all the makeup off. She strips herself down. She looks vulnerable. She looks like she's been crying. She has no makeup on. She definitely looks a lot more plainer. This is what she really looks like. Not the Photoshop job that you saw. This is what she looks like. So when you take her home after the photo shoot, this is what you're going to wake up to. When you're not a fat bitch, you can ride a deep olive ranch. Damn, son. Oh, my God. That was horrible. I think that he didn't need to do all that. <laughs> and uh, he made himself look quite goofy here. When you're not a fat bitch, you can ride a deep olive ranch. <laughs> he was like giggity, giggity, giggity. <laughs> oh, shit. But you know what? In our culture, in our culture, we remove shame from everything, right? We remove the shame from everything. And now we can't shame people. Even when they play the victim and you tell them back, he was like, well, <laughs> he swung back. All right. He's like, you're going gonna to try to uh, put us on blast. We're going to swing back. Let me put this in the chat real quick. I'm going to do all the paper. Well, as many PayPal as I can. Thank you, man, for <laughs> somebody says I got no shame. Coke. Oh, you going in. Yeah, man. I listen. I used to be down bad. <laughs> I used to be down bad and sneak these girls in and under a cover of night. Like, man, don't let nobody see you. Don't let nobody see you coming in my crib. She leave afterwards. She like closing the door. She go. She leaving out of the door. You like pushing her through the push her through the crack. Close the door. Shh. Soon as she get outside, thank you for having me. She waking up the neighbors at eleven thirty. You like, hey girl, shh. You tell her to come over. You be like, do not come over until 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. She come out. Hey, Greg. Greg. She's sending out the pigeons. Ha -ha. Ha -ha. She all drawing attention to herself. Hey, I can't find your place. Could you come out and find me? You're like, damn. I told you what apartment number. <laughs> I told you what apartment number. Jesus. <laughs> find it. You waiting. <laughs> You're like waiting. I can't find you. Come out and find me. Hey, Greg, I'm out here. I'm out here. All your neighbors waking up, turning their lights on. What the hell going on out here? You like got to walk down. And then she walk out just waddling up the stairs, finding you. You like, oh, <laughs> she wearing a high heel. Thump, thump. Oh, my God. Hey, be quiet. <laughs> so, man, they don't know. They, they don't. They don't know their place. Like, you're supposed to be quiet when you come through. When you leave, I had a nice time. I'll see you again. Guys, they know what they're doing. <laughs> they know what they're doing, bro. They know that you're trying to kick them out. They know that you're trying to uh, keep them on the low. I used to be down bad, too. Yes. And I'm going to just tell y'all, it's not that they're bad in bed. It's just the post-nut clarity hits hard, okay? I like guys to be like, guys to be like, oh, I like them like that. I'd be like, you like them like that now. All right, go ahead and bust one good nut. All right, I bear, I guarantee you the beer goggles going to get taken off. And you're going to start seeing what you done done to yourself. <laughs> you're going to be looking at yourself like, did I really done did that to myself? Yes, I did. Gilbert M says golf cart girl in the coach age 
is decent, baby. Oh, <laughs> she is. Yeah. He says, I was listening to three reasons to go monk mode again. It's priceless. Thank you, coach. Appreciate you. That was from early this morning. He probably was like, where are you at? I got, man, I got into Vegas pretty late last night. So um, there was an accident on the 15 too. It's just terrible. Black Ortiz, the philosopher, says, how many fathers said she when the kid said he had the worst co-parenting situation? <laughs> oh, oh, I actually wanted to ask that. Because I often think, you know, my situation is bad. I know 100 men whose situation is worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys have worse situations than I have. I mean, my stuff is just, you know, my stuff is just, um, yeah. So I, I never, you know, Black Ortiz is right. I never look at you guys and want to make you think that I have a worse situation. I know you guys are dealing with some traumatic stuff. And the worst part of your stuff is you can't get it off your chest. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't win. Guys, um, you can't win. Harold L says, what the hell is going on, coach? I'm victimized by this setup. So triggered. Hashtag free agent lifestyle. You'll get used to it. <laughs> You'll get used to it. It's a little bit, bit of a mess right now, but I'm actually lucky to have be up. I'm going to tell you that. It was a miracle that I got all of this set up. I actually had to break down the entire studio, that you, the part that you don't see, and there's cables. And I mean, my cable management is absolute mess. I had to get my lights, the desk, the desk that is somewhat similar, my desktop, which is here, and uh, all of my sound effect boards, my roadcaster, my stream deck. Computer mouse went out earlier today, and I was like, oh, crap. I had to run. I had to run to Office Depot, which I'd never been. Where's Office Depot? So I got lucky, but it'll get better. And you, it'll be fun that you can see the improvement. There'll be multiple camera angles in here, multiple cameras posted. It's going to be what I've been wanting to do. But in California, you just don't have the space to do it. You need four or five bedrooms in California, and you go broke. Hey, Josh uh, Triggerverse says, he says, uh, when one of the strongest land animals say, nah, lay off the dino chicken nuggets in Salisbury steak. Yeah. I mean, it's sad that you can't get on a horse. A horse, horses, man. I always think about horses like, dang, they be riding the hell out of horses. I'm like, do horses be like, I don't want to ride today. <laughs> Throw your ass off. Do you guys realize what a horse could do to you? Like horses could really, like animals could take over the world if they wanted to. If we didn't have guns <laughs> and arrow, bow and arrows, animals could take us over real quick. Horses, man, if they were meat, imagine if horses were like alligators. Like if they were horses, horse, but they had the mentality of an alligator. <laughs> we would be overrun by horses. We wouldn't be able to do nothing. They could take us over. They could tear our asses up, put paws all up on us. They could come around, but kick the shit out of us wild horses we'd be taken over we'd be run by horses same thing as other animals like if they actually if some animals actually had aggressive ass behaviors <laughs> but we look at it like somebody says coach are you high what the luck the luckiest thing we have is guns and poisonous darts <laughs> are you kidding me have you ever been around a horse have you ever been around animals? Animals can tear your ass up. For real. Animals will tear your ass up. All right? As soon as you step in that pen, as soon as you step in that pen, you own their time. Like, for instance, you get off of a horse, 
You get off of a horse and you stupid and you walk behind the horse and they see you. Somebody sees you walking behind the horse. You get off the horse and then somebody sees your dumb ass put in your Instagram. Look, look at me with this horse. And they see you about to walk behind that horse. They be like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> they be like, what you doing? You can't do that. This horse will tear you. This horse will kill you. If that horse feels like doing whatever it wants, it could kill you like that. Like that. Just imagine if they was like, if they were just like, ah, we just gonna kill people today, running up on you and turning around and kicking the shit out of you. <laughs> imagine if they just decided one day, you know what? We done. We just gonna start kicking the shit out of everybody. What you gonna do? You better have a gun. The only thing that's stopping y'all is they somewhere in the middle of the damn uh, some mountain ranch and they got a big ring around them and branding and all kinds of stuff. That's the only reason that's stopping. <laughs> a horse to tear your ass up. All right, so never take a horse lightly. Who is in here? KT King, good morning, CGA. Enjoying your new home. I am. You are too, shuffling on the strip. Nah, not so much. He says, I humbly suggest a new segment. For your Friday shows, Flatback Fridays, highlighting women of the foldable persuasion. All right. I'll check that out. Vince McMahon likes them. For sure. Vince McMahon in trouble. We have to talk about Vince McMahon. I'm going to do a Friday night stream this week. A couple more. Weak parents drug their kids. Yes, they do. My 14-year-old brother said he was having trouble sleeping, playing games until 3 a.m. Of course, mom solution, melatonin. <laughs> That's from my man, S.T., uh, I, I don't want to say full names, but this is what I'm talking about. Parents cannot tell their kids. No, they can't do parents. Parents can uh, most parents. They refuse to discipline their kids. So the first thing they do is find a reason for their kids dysfunction other than them. And then the next thing they do is drug them. <laughs> or they come up with some sort of personality disorder as to describe why their kids are that. You know what your kid is? Your kid is no un, undisciplined. Your kid is undisciplined. That's what your kid is. You don't have no discipline on that kid. You need to start disciplining your kid. But then when you take it that way, now these people have set up so many rules against disciplining kids. Because these are the people, oh, I see there's a, I see the sunlight's coming, so, coming through. Struggle streaming today. That's why I need my blackout curtain. But you can't discipline the kid because you want, don't want the kid to hate you. Hey, man, kids aren't supposed to like you, bro. <laughs> Where do we get this idea that kids are supposed to like their parents? <laughs> what the hell? These people are so losers, so codependent. Oh, I don't want my kid to hate me growing up. Man, please. I want my kids to remember. Damn, my daddy didn't play. <laughs> Shit. But. You want to be your kid's friend. I don't want them to hate me, and I don't want them to say nothing. I don't want them to. Man, please. <clears throat> my kids ain't supposed to be my best friend. That's a, that's a, I, I've lived a poor life if my kids are my best friends. Mm. Now, I want my kids to be cool. I want my kids to go and do great things, but I don't need them to be, oh, I want to show, I want them to love me, and I want me to show the love, man, please. Mm. <laughs> Who got time for that, bro? You know what I want my kids to be productive. I want my kids, but these weak ass parents enable their kids 
And then these kids that still at the house, 29, 30, 32. I don't know what I'm going to do. Man, please. You better get your ass up, get up, get out, and get something, right? Because it's a damn cold, cold world out there. Somebody telling me to meet me in the next room. But weak-ass parents, y'all y'all want, y'all don't want your kids to be on Oprah uh, crying about y'all. And they end up on Oprah anyway. They end up on Dr. Phil because you're a weak-ass parent. We need to call out weak-ass parents for sure, all right? Because um, y'all too busy trying to not, trying to, trying to be friends, and it's despicable. Look at, just look at the production of kids today, anywhere between the ages of 16 and, and 29, 30. They ain't doing shit. Nothing. It's the economy. Nope. No, it ain't. It's your weak-ass parenting. All right. Oh, by the way, the divorce rate and the co-parenting, that has not helped. Remember, I've gone on record. I've been very vocal and taking some chances on some of these topics. Co-parenting is an absolute disaster. I said that years ago, and I'll say, just wait till the data and evidence comes along. And I guarantee you, a lot of the people that are still stuck at home living with parents, they probably got in a co-parenting situation. They probably grew up, grew up co-parenting. It's all good, though. It's all good, though. Shout out to Marcus A. He says the easy way is the very hard way in disguise. Shout out to Aaron Clary. So did he say that? He said those who take the easy way out always end up working twice as hard. There are no shortcuts through life. Do the work or shut up and accept your position in life. Absolutely. And so if Aaron Clary did say that, congratulations. I Shout out to him. I was thinking of this today. Same thing. I'm like, you take the easy way. Sure, the next five or six years is going to be it's going to be a layup. It's going to be easy. You're like, oh, this is easy. All I got to do is call out this and tell people I got that. The next five years is going to be great. So as soon as you turn 18, 19, you got five years of the easy way. It's going to be great. But guess what? After that point, you got 80 years or 60 years, however much life le- that you have left is going to be hard the rest of your life. Because you ain't going to have no discipline, nothing to go. Nobody's going to care about your disability. You, you're going to be drugged out. You ain't going to have, you're going to have 18 personality disorders. Nobody's going to care. Okay. <laughs> the easy way is the very hard way in disguise. It's, it's 100%. And I shudder when people take the easy way. Even when I do it, even when I do it, I go, Ooh, am I taking the easy way? Yep. Taking the easy way. And I'm going to pay for this. But people don't know this. And then I'm telling you, the people who complain the most about all of this bullshit going on with, especially on the liberal side, they complain so much. I'm like, this is all your fault. You decided to do all this bullshit uh, waiting for, re- uh, what do they call it? Reparations checks. You're waiting for the government to do this. You're waiting to vote somebody in. You're waiting to vote somebody out. I'm like, that's your fault. While, while this was happening, you should have been working. But nope, you were just waiting for other people to help you because that's what you accept it the easy way and now look at you i have no sympathy for these people speaking of let me show you this situation here shout out to rpm rpm did a great video that i caught today subscribe to him r.p.m what's going on gents it's rbm here um check this out check this out remember we've been talking about the barbarian is gonna hit the gate Kevin Samuels was saying winter is coming. I've been saying the barbarian is at the gate. I'm going to, I've been saying for about two or three years, based on my book that I wrote, The Evolution, I said prostitution is going to go up. Women are going to become desperate. 
especially the younger ones, because a lot of them are going to be drugged out. They're going to be mental mind controlled out. They're going to be parent, weak ass parent enabled out. And they're going to have no path. A lot of them can't go to college because they can't afford it. And it's crazy. A lot of young women are going to have to start selling peace leave or offering it up for water. Now, uh, for bottles of water. Remember I used to say that? Check this out. This woman says, or this woman approached an old man offering sexual favors for a full tank of gas. And the old man called the police. <laughs> so, uh, remember dudes used to be like, um, these hoes is winning. Shout out to Ramil and Mr. Palmer. Uh, we had a little back and forth, maybe six. And it was a friendly uh, six or seven months ago. And I'm saying, nah, they not, bro. They not. Look, they might be winning for a little bit. You know what I mean? They might get a little bit ahead. But this is not a W. Dude, it's about to be drastic out here. And so I also said, never discount the amount of women that you deal with that are on drugs recreationally or prescription drugs. A lot of you guys can't imagine these little girls that you meet on Seeking or Tinder or Bumble. You can't imagine that they're cokeheads and meth heads and alcoholics and winos. This is going on steep. Guys, I did. A, people think I'm talking negative. I'm not. I did extensive studies and showed you the data on the amount of people. On the on the female side that are alcoholics. <laughs> OK. And it leads one thing leads to another. All right. Same thing with weed. All right. They they started off smoking a little bit of weed. Is this this is this um this looks like Zoe. And my money. husband will buy me as many fucking Louis as I want to. So you're going to fucking game. No, he's going to fucking spoil me. No, I don't no. deal with no don't, fucking don't, scrubs. Don't. He's going to be a fucking engineer doctor, one of the fucking two, and he's going to buy me as many fucking Louis as I want, shit. as many Chanel's, as many Gucci belts as I want, as many fucking Louis purses that I want. What happens if y'all get a divorce? What are you going to do then? Sit on your ass? Find another fucking husband, dude. Is that, Is that your plan? This looks like Zoe. This is what ended up happening to Zoe. So look, this is what's happening out here. This thing right here, she definitely uh, 21, 22 years old. And I don't know if you guys know, man, uh, a lot of these girls that are between the ages of 17. And of course, I know people are like, but that's not legal, coach, dude. The girls walk in the streets. Figueroa, they're 16, some of them younger, they're 17, uh, 19, 20, 21. A lot of these girls that you follow on Instagram walk streets, <clears throat> especially if they are in a mid-level city, Seattle. I mean, these are big cities, but not the big five. They're walking streets, bro. You you just don't know it. You think, oh, what are they doing? And I, they, they some of, not a lot of, not all of them, but they they're walking streets. You just don't know it, especially if um yeah, soft white underbelly is. Look at soft white underbelly, that channel. You'll be blown away. And they need money, and they figuring out how to get it out they to ass. That's how they're getting it now. It's a sad reality. Maryland guy says, yeah, coach, I don't know who brought up Generation Z. They don't say thank you when you hold the door for them. They won't even hold the door for you. Can't count change. Not that it matters, though. No work ethic. None. Mm. Now, of course, every generation does find that generation to crap on. But 
the most entitled generation. They they blamed it on they gave it to the millennials, but Gen Z, wait till you see what happens with Gen Z. I mean, I have Gen Z kids and I've been around Gen Z kids, you know, because I coached my kids' sports and was involved in the PTA. They're a different breed. And the parents are absolute garbage uh, as a whole, not, not one by one, as a whole. Sure, there are some standouts, but I'm going to tell you what happens when you combine the divorce rate, when you combine the amount of older parents, like parents that started off um, having kids and they were in there just approaching 40. So by the time their kid is 10 years old, the parents are 50. And they don't have the energy. The kids are overtaking them. They can't discipline the kid. By the time they graduate from high school, the parents is 60. Right? Damn near pushing 60. So these are typically suburban couples. Or you have the parents that are extremely young. And they're going through whatever they're going through. You have two working parents. Guys, I worked in PTA. And we used to have uh, back. Parents don't even show up. They don't know. But then when there's a problem, they want to show up. But it's absolutely insane the amount of weak-ass parents. As soon as the kid gets in trouble, they got to have a meeting, going down to the school, just the superintendent. They filing lawsuits. Kid gets hurt on the bus. It's the bus driver's fault. They're like, no, that dumbass kid didn't watch where he was going. I told that kid. They go down there, file grievances. Blame everybody else but themselves for not being there to pick their kid up from school because you was out there working. So I could focus on my Mind you pick your kid up from school. I got a job. So I could focus on my career. Yeah. Well, this is what happens. Your kids out here <laughs> doing dumb things. And your kid is the one, the badass kid. Your kid is the bad kid. I don't care what parent you are here. Your kid is doing some bad uh, at school. Yes, 100%. Don't think not my kid. Yes, your kid too. Your kid is the one causing the problems. Your kid is the problem kid. I actually had this one kid that I used to tell my son, you can't hang out with him. But they went to school for like nine years together. They started off in kindergarten and all the way through eighth grade, they was in, you know, they, they was, and I said, you cannot hang out with that kid. Of course, parents were going through a divorce. Mother was never recovering. Mother was living in the car for a short period of time. Actually bumped into her one time. Her, she looked like she was living in her car. Uh, the, the, um, the father, he's a little bit older, and he had another young girlfriend. He was, a, um, he was like a Latina guy, Latino, Latin, Latinx. <laughs> he's a Latino guy. And uh, he, he seemed like he had money. I don't know. He's working in real estate. So he was one of these guys that looked like he had money. But he wasn't giving her none. He wasn't helping her out. He, he, if he was, he was doing the bare minimum. But, um, yeah. And their kid was the badass kid. And all of a sudden, when we tell the mom that kid is the badass kid, she act like, oh, what? Huh? What? Not my kid. No kid is the knucklehead on campus. Of course, they never... They were, uh, both kids were, but they had two kids. Both kids were really good at soccer. I mean, they probably could have been the daughter. I think they, they might still be in high school, <laughs> but, um, they both were very good at soccer, but the one boy, man, oh my God, he was a a-hole, but, oh, he was also the guy. He was the guy. Um, he was Eddie Haskell. He was Eddie Haskell. So the kid 
was pretty good with adults. He come up to adults like this. Hi, you know, he introduced himself and he shake everybody's hand and he'll act all nice. <laughs> Actually had one parent that um, his son was hanging out with that kid. And I said, don't let that kid, don't let that kid, don't let your son hang out with that kid. And he was like him. He's the bad kid. Everybody keeps telling me that, but he's such a good kid. And I'm like, dude, he's the bad guy. No, he's respectful. He's always telling my son not to disrespect me. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so he was classic Eddie Haskell. I was like, man, do not trust that kid. And the parents, of course, didn't know. And he put on a show for everybody. All right. So, hey, man, we chilling today. So don't worry about the pace of the stream. My man S Tank will call you again. Thank you, coach, for everything. Now working 72 hours at 22. Get the bag first. Hashtag. Blue chip mindset. That's what we doing. We building around here. We building over here. Let me get. Let me get one more. Let me get one more. It's uh oh, we're gonna call you Dewan. He says, Did you see DJ Academics in hot water over his comments about 17-year-olds? I would love you to hear your take on it. I'm gonna put that on for tomorrow. <laughs> All right, because I gotta do a little bit more review. I did hear the clip. I did see Hassan Campbell talking about it. And Hassan Campbell kind of came in with a cape on the comment. But um, this is these are the tough conversations, again, that people don't want to hear. Because at the same time, it's, you know, they were saying it's an old comment. But at the same time, these people are taking advantage of their development. And they're making money. We, we talked about this in the video. I just did a video a few days ago. These girls are doing this. They're monetizing themselves. They're making money. Some of these girls are walking streets. Some of these girls are doing, some of these girls are getting traffic. Some of these girls are famous on Instagram. Some of these girls get modeling contracts. But sure damn enough, if you're a regular Joe and you see another one right here, no, you can't look, you pervert, right? We got we to gotta deal with this. We got to deal with this and understand what's going on here. And uh, I think by people just saying, nah, you can't, you're automatically this if is going to be difficult. Also, take into consideration that in some places it's would be okay. I mean, I'm just letting you, people are always, I'm just saying, in some places it's okay. And historically, it's been okay. But it's a tough conversation. I'm willing to have the tough conversations. Even though I get called names, I really don't care. I really don't care. In most of the major United States, <laughs> in most of the major United States, it wouldn't even be what what he said wouldn't even be against the law. However, most people don't even know that. I'm I, listen. I know you guys are mad at me. I know there's a group of people that are mad at me. It's not that I'm promoting that, but I think in our culture, this shows that people are ignorant of the law. Las Vegas got me drinking 20 bottles of water. God dang, bro. <clears throat> it's dry as hell here. <laughs> but people are, it, what, what it comes from is a lot of entertainment. I'll tell you, I'm in the basement. Um, entertainment industry comes from California. It came from California, uh, definitely in the 80s. And a lot of the movies have always, talked about she got to be 18 if she ain't 18 
Well, in California, that is the law. But in 37 states in the United States, that's not the law. So it's got everybody going. She has to be 18, which that would be nice. It'd probably be good to not mess with. It. But legally, why? It, so there, what's the conversation about legally or morally? If we're having a legal conversation, this is the legal. If we're having a moral conversation, that's a whole new conversation. But if we're talking about morality, I better find out all the moral stances you have before you try to throw that one under the bus. <laughs> before you throw me under the bus, I want to hear all your moral stances. Because if you're taking your son to the drag queen show, all right, you're taking your son to the drag queen show, your morality is low. All right, you over there in Saddam and Gomorrah. All right, you got no morality with me. You got no leverage. <laughs> all right, don't come over here telling me I'm what, but you out there letting drag queens dance in front of your kid. All right, no, 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 no. All right, you better be hellfire and brimstone, church of God in Christ. All right, Pentecostal, you better be uh, skirt below the knee. You better be anti-early termination of pregnancy. You better be hardcore stance moral all the way up and down. Do not be picking and choosing great uh, cherry picking, lukewarm Christian moral. All right, no, 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 no. I don't want to hear no God is love moral. No, 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 no. Hell no. You better be hell. Fire brimstone up in this mug. That's the only person I'm listening to on a moral conversation. <laughs> anyway, because people want to pick and choose when they want to uh, uh, put people under the bus on topics. Man, don't pick and choose with me. All right, because I'm going to call you out. Uh, let's see here. If I don't see you protesting, there used to be this minister, this preacher. I can't remember his name. He was a... Uh, <laughs> He used to be this preacher from the 80s or 90s. I think his name was Reverend Phelps. <laughs> I think his name was Re Reverend Phelps. And he was this preacher, this white, old white dude. He probably dead now. He got to be dead. And he was this preacher that used to come out and just, he was the hellfire and brimstone preacher. He probably had some tendencies, though. And he came out, man, he used to come out and call all of these people names and all of this stuff. Well, guess what? That's how I need you to be. I need you to be that passionate about morality. <laughs> I want you to be that passionate about the Bible before I hear you say anything against me morally. You got no more? Yeah, Fred Phelps. Remember Fred Phelps? Yeah, he did. He got to be dead because he was old in the 90s, bro. <laughs> he was old in the 90s. Where's Fred Phelps? If I put him up, I'll probably get taken down on YouTube just talking about it. People don't remember him, boy. He was a he was a piece of work. That's how passionate I want you to be on your moral stance. Let me see right here. Let me see if I can find a good, uh, clean picture of Reverend Phelps. <laughs> he was passionate about the Lord. Here he is, right here. This is the one because he be having some crazy stuff right here. Look, God is America's terrorist. He's the Wayne Westboro Baptist Church. America is doomed. God is your enemy. <laughs> oh, man. He used to go in on gays. That's what his thing was. America's, but look, actually, looking back, he's not right. I mean, he's not wrong. Looking back to where he was standing in 1990, dude, he, we, he, we went left. I can't put a lot of these pictures up because it got that, it got words on there. He got, let me take this down. People go try to keep me, he was going crazy. Y'all don't remember Fred Phelps. Yeah, man. 
He was like, America's doomed. Yeah, he was a mess. He used to be on um, talk shows. He used to come on talk shows, and he would not censor himself. He grew up in a time he was like a barbarian. He was like, I'm not censoring myself. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to say what I want to say, and people could not test him. People could not get him to change his mind. So it is what it is. Let me play this clip. This is from the Working Man's Podcast. Shout out to him. Go give him a check out. The Working Man's He looked like Fire Marshal Bill. Check this out. Working Man's Podcast. I came across this this morning. He put this clip up of Eartha Kitt. Eartha Kitt is the woman. She's the actress, probably better known by our generation as the woman in the movie Boomerang. And so in the movie Boomerang, she was Lady Eloise. She was the one, Marcus, darling, all right? And she was an exotic, more of a sex kitten, probably uh, Chronicles of Judah will probably label her an MK Ultra sex kitten. But she was the one that Mark, even Marcus, uh, Mark, Marcus, darling, clapped them cheeks, but he wanted to, he wanted the lights to be a little bit down. Yeah, she was Catwoman, yes, she was Catwoman. But this was earlier, earlier, before people knew. So she was the cat woman on the TV show, the old da 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 She was cat woman on Batman, Batman. So listen to her talk about uh, her being single and, and um, being with men, being with men and what it would take to be with a man. Let's listen to this. But are you willing to compromise within a relationship? Compromise? What is compromising? Compromising for what? Compromising for what reason? To compromise for what? To compromise. What is compromise? If a man came into your life, wouldn't you want to compromise? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> a man comes into my life and I have to compromise? You must think about that one again. <laughs> a man comes into my life and you have to compromise for what? For what? For what? A relationship is a relationship that has to be earned, not to compromise for. I guess this was on TikTok, but shout out. I saw this on the Working Man's podcast. This is his channel real quick. Let's give him some run. Um, there's a brother here. I think he follows uh, me as well. But uh, check him out. But this is the standard. Uh, this is the state of how many women will end up. Because they're going to pursue, pursue. A, a lot of them start early. They get their heart broken very early. And they become heated, bitter, or whatever. Uh, I can tell she's drunk in this one. And there's a lot of pain behind her words. And she's probably lived a hard life because she was a star, a celebrity. And she probably couldn't find stability even with that in relationships. I would venture to say she probably has been married and divorced a few times. But um, she's drunk. You can tell she's drunk. She's been drinking. Her eyes are glazed over. And uh, she's angry. She's very angry about the position she's in. And so when he brings this up, 
she has the fake smile on her face, but you can see in her eyes she has some pain. She has some pain, some hurts. Who hurt you, Eartha Kitt? Is she still alive? Mm. Yeah, who hurt her? Somebody said drunk and high. But a lot of older women are going to end up. It's, I mean, listen, the amount of wine drinking that I see out in this country, I'm not a big alcoholic person. I'm not a um a person that thinks you need to be dry. But I think we do abuse these things. And since we're so start, we're so uh so sold on what's abusive or not, we self-abuse quite a bit. Okay, we're always trying to blame other people for abusing her, which is another uh abusing us, which is another tactic of getting you on an emotional argument that you can't win. As soon as you say somebody's you're abusing me, and it's not physical, uh, you're abusing me. How am I abusing me? Financial, verbally, emotionally. Well, how do you prove that? How do I disprove that? Johnny Depp went through that. And then found out that the person claiming that she was being abused was the actual abuser. So anytime you hear that type of argument, best to just back out. All right. Because you can't win and just say, look, y'all can you deal with that by yourself. Because you can't win. You can't disprove something like that. There ain't no evidence. But here you go right here. This woman have been in these streets for quite a long. Uh, in these streets. And this is what a lot of young women are going to end up with in the next 50 years because they're not going to get what they want out of life. They're going to have their fun. And then they're going to do what? They're going to burn out. But are you willing to compromise within a relationship? To compromise? What is compromising? Compromising for what? See, yeah, I mean, yeah, she's mad. Uh, <laughs> she mad. She mad. I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. She mad. So when he brings this up, what do I have to compromise for? Well, luckily you have enough money um, by whoever was paying you to live however you lived towards the end. But most people won't have that. You'll be living somewhere in a barren apartment looking like this in the background. Compromising for what reason? To compromise for what? Yeah, that's alcohol. That's alcohol, too. I mean, what she's talking right now, she fueled by that liquid courage. To compromise. What is compromise? She got that hairbrush back and whatnot. She can put her wig on. If a man came into your life. Well, obviously, he says if a man came into your life at this point, mm. like, why? Where, what does she have to offer? I mean, even Marcus Darling would have to turn the lights down. Wouldn't you want to compromise? Before she laughs, look at that face. Look at that look, at that look right there. She's like this. Honestly, she doesn't have anything to gain at this age by compromising. And she knows this. It's over. And so she thinks it's absolutely ridiculous. She's like, I'm not giving up my liquor. I'm not giving up my lifestyle. I'm not giving up the fact that I can just jump up and down on the carousel even up at, at this age. She ain't giving all of that up. She doesn't want to listen. She doesn't want to um she doesn't want to come in there with some sort of equality. She wants to be married and be single at the same time. <laughs> Stupid. So that was a lot of pain. Anytime you hear people that's a pain, that's a call, that's a scream out of pain. That's hurt. <laughs> that's some pain. That's not a laugh of humor. That's pain right there. She's screeching out to the heavens, calling out in pain. 
That's also the liquor. And then watch how fast she switches from this so-called laughter as she says this is despicable while fast she switches back to anger. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> A man comes into my life and I have to compromise? I mean, listen, ladies, you don't have to compromise. All right, but I'm only going to use you for about an hour and a half. That's it. Mm. I mean, we could come to an agreement if you'd like. It could be financial. It could be bowls of jasmine rice. It could be chicken skewers. It could be something like that. But uh, you ain't getting much more than that. And that's how it's going to be. You're going to be you're going to be this one. Why do I have to work? I am sexy. I am sexy. We're not going to allow you to play single and be in a relationship at the same time. And that's kind of what they want today. You must think about that one again. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Jezebel's spirit is real. I mean, the spirit, possession, I'm not a big spiritual, you know, I'm not a big Bible thumper. I do read all of these texts. I think they're phenomenal stories uh, that were passed down for us to interpret and learn from with your own judgment. But I do believe in possession. I do believe in spirits uh, like that. I believe people can be possessed. And I believe a lot of people are being propagandized and they're being pitched to by people that are trying to possess you. This is just an opinion of mine. It's not a strong opinion. I can believe it, and sometimes I cannot believe it. But sometimes I look, and I be like, man, these people using demonic ways or spiritual ways to possess people. Mind control, if you will. Mind control, if you will. Oh, let me turn up the speaker here. Let me turn it up. <laughs> a man comes into my life, and you have to compromise? For what? For what? You hear that dog in the background, don't you? You hear that dog in the background. That's all she got left. Dog just a whoop, whoop. <laughs> Mommy, whoop, whoop. Feed me my biscuits. Whoop. For what? For what? Yeah, she man, bruh. Like, wow. Imagine you get married to so you don't die alone. <laughs> you guys, I don't want to die alone. I'm going to get married. All right, you get married so you don't die alone. Then your woman turns 70 and she's like this every night. And that's how it's going to be, man. I've lived with older couples like I live with. Um, yes, I, I won't even go into that. But, um, you know, it was a family thing. But I've seen older couples and it ain't it ain't pretty, bro. It ain't love. It ain't all of that stuff, man. There's a lot of this going on. There's a lot of the, you know, because five o'clock, they don't have kids. They don't have things that they have to juggle every now and then. They have to watch one of their kids, kids or something like that. But most of the days it's just them and they're angry at each other. They're bitter. They're tired of each other. They ain't all loved and cuddled up. They're not fornicating. They're not screwing each other. And when they start to drinking and smoking, this is what this person turns into. And they turn into this man and this possessed spirit, uh, possessed by the alcohol, mostly. And could be health medication. It could be depression. It could be the reality of, of where they see themselves. This is what you see on a nightly basis. Her with her hair combed back in the middle of her garden after she didn't start drinking at 3 p.m. And now by 5 p.m. she in fuel all out ain't uh, uh rage. Same men are men do this too. Older men do this too. A relationship is a relationship that has to be earned. Not to compromise for. 
anyway, I thought that was a pretty good video. Thanks for the Working Man Podcast for sharing that video. Let me uh, minimize this. So, man, look at that setup. This is weird. <laughs> it's weird to not see my traditional setup. But I only had that setup for two years. All right. You guys have seen my evolution quite a bit. I was in my other apartment probably for the first three years or the first two years. And then I moved to that. You guys have seen me come up, started from the bottom. Once I get everything in, we'll do a house tour for members on Patreon only. I'll get all the, the super chats right quick. But somebody said alcohol is considered a spirit. And I remember when I first saw that, I was like, what is spirits? What does that mean? Well, alcohol is spirits. It does make you, it does turn you into a different person. Again, I'm not anti-alcohol, but I am saying I've actually lived with an alcoholic uh, relative. I've lived with a like a real relative. I, I mean, a real alcoholic. Like he was, he was alcoholic beyond belief. It was like one day they hid all of the alcohol from him, like the drinking alcohol. They hid it all. He literally found the rubbing alcohol and drunk it. Straight to the hospital, straight to the hospital. That's how much of an alcoholic he was. They were like, we need that because he would come home. And it was it was um, it was a transition period for my mother. She was a young mother, young single mother. We were moving from the Midwest to California and her father, who she wasn't really connected to, gave her an opportunity to come out and live and give us a chance, you know, give us a chance and leave the Midwest. And so I'm like nine years old. We move in with him. And at that time he was, he had his, his parents living with him. So I'm in the house with my grandfather on my mother's side, my mother, me, his, my grandfather's new wife, who was younger, but it wasn't a pretty sight. Right? She was younger, but it was ugly. All right. She wasn't good looking. And then his parents who had cancer and both had cancer and one had, um, one had, uh, oh, she, I, it always slips my mind. What did Muhammad Ali have? Parkinson's. So my grand, great grandfather. So I'm in the house with my great grandfather my great-grandmother, my grandfather, my step-grandmother, my mother, and me. Jesus, right? We lived like that for a year. Anyway, it was like, yeah, dude, it was like, what the hell's going on? I'm like 19 years old. Like, what is this shit? So, um, dude, he would come home from work, come straight home. He would come straight home, right to the E&J, right to the E&J. And he would E and J the whole night. He would just sit there and they would be, they would, I would be in my room, but they'd be watching Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy, all of that other stuff. And um, he would be in good spirits when he got home. And he was a cool dude. He, he's not, he dead, by the way. Yes. And he was a cool dude. Yeah, he looked like um he reminded me of um Sherman Hensley. He reminded me of um he was a little man, but he was a pistol. He actually had been, I'm giving y'all a lot of business. He had been to prison for deleting someone, all right, when he was younger. So this guy was a pistol. He was nobody to mess with. Like you would not mess with him. But um he was a cool dude. He would come in jovial, he would come home from work, everything would be cool. He grabbed the ENJ and um they start watching Jeopardy. His parents would be sitting there and 
parents will be eating beef jerky and and graham uh what was like some little little grab i can't remember, ginger snaps they be sitting there i'm out playing with my toys riding my bike by at five o'clock he's starting to drink by 7 30 it's a rage it was it, it was a tornado you don't know what was about to happen the arguing, and it wasn't every day, but it was enough of the days, arguing, fighting. Some days the furniture was moving, name calling. It was like, holy shit. A couple of hours later, and then, of course, a couple of other people was in there drinking. And what I was like, man, this is just, this is insane. This is insane. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, uh, I've seen alcohol. This is why I've never been big on drinking alcohol, because when I was 10 and 9, I saw alcoholism. To the point where the dude tried to drink himself to death. And he did. I think what happened was. What happened was. He we we lived with him for a year. And then we moved out. Into a you know we moved into Hawthorne. Single Motherville. In a, an apartment building in Hawthorne. And. They went back to the Midwest. So he took his parents to go back to die. In the Midwest. Because they didn't want to die in California. They wanted to go back die back with their family. And so they had cancer and Parkinson's. They were done. They were like 75, 72 or something like that. They were done. So they were like, get, get us out of here. Let's go back to the Midwest and die. And so he takes them back to die. Guess who dies first? I'll give you one guess. Who died first? Excuse me. I'll give you I'll give you the the tail of the tape. You had an alcoholic uh, at age 53, age 53 alcoholic, uh, um, uh, a man at 75 with Parkinson and cancer and the woman 72 with cancer. Who died first? The 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 younger person. The son died first. And they died like this, bang bang bang. He died, then I think the dad died and then the mother died. Like right back to back. It was like in a six month period. It was like bang, bang, bang. I'm like, yo. Yo, man. I was like, forget that alcoholism. I mean, forget that alcohol. So by the time I'm getting into my teenage years and then people start drinking and all that and passing out at parties, I always used to be like, nah, alcohol ain't for me. Not like that. I'll have a drink or here and there. And I might have one here and there at the house. But after I don't want to. <laughs> That's why I don't drink. And, and do drugs. I've seen I've seen too many people close to me do all of that stuff. And like I said, I had an aunt die doing drugs. I'm like, nah. I just don't know. I'm not confident. And I think it's a possession. I've seen people change personalities by just drinking alcohol. Somebody said, Coach, being a Debbie Downer, I'm here to give y'all the truth, man. I think more people probably die of alcoholism than anything in our country. I would venture to say. Probably not. If you talk about self-inflicted, Self-inflicted. All right, look, enough of these Debbie Downer stories. Let's get some excitement back in the building. All right, let's do some shuffling and do all of the contributions. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. All right. Somebody says fentanyl kills way more people annually than alcohol, which is interesting because they can put fentanyl in everything just like a couple of drops and you you could just pass the hell out like prince died of that didn't he that's the damn shit like prince went out 
on street fentanyl. God dang, man. I tell you, boy, man, you need to watch out. Anybody can be touched. Excel Pro Services says Coach Gang winning in the building. Yes, indeed. Brother Arabian says junior college girls and their mass influx. <laughs> Yee? Or you, listen. We like it. We like the position women put themselves in. I don't complain about the position they put themselves in. I just say, hey, this is what's going to be. And I'm going to take advantage of it. Vanden says, congrats. Uh, congrats, coach, on the move. Thank you, man. Moving sucks. God dang, it sucks. But then when you get settled in, it, it's good. And then you move again. Damien B says, keep doing what you do. Shout out to the nasty boys. All right, the nasty boys. I know how y'all do it. Josh D says they put the saddle on the wrong creature. People are saying the horse should have been riding her. Wow. Russell H says, hey, coach, did you beat child support? Salute. Oh, man, that came up the other day. My ex is pissed. She was angry than the wet hornet. She brought up that video. I was looking like that video was cut in 2018. She had to minute it down. She was, it was a message she sent me. She's still irate about that. <laughs> She's still irate. I'm like, man, I pay the kids get the our kids are taken care of. All right, you don't get money directly anymore. Our kids are taken care of, though. It's crazy. But uh, yeah, the, the child support system is is one of those things as well that people have a false understanding of what it is. And these are normies. Every normie thinks child support is right. Yes, it's they're responsible. They get the money to the from these deadbeats and they have to do all these men are taking care of the women. Most men that are that are crippled by child support are the responsible fathers. I mean, I'm going to just let you, most men that are crippled are the men that get penalized for leaving their relationship and the woman puts them on child support. The dad wants to be in the life. He actually probably fighting for custody. He wants more parenting time and the, and the person doesn't give him more parenting time. And then the child support gets set so high that he can't pay. Now the dudes that never taking responsibility of their kids they never get put on child support. They never. Some women don't even put them on child support. They'd be like, nah, I won't. He's it. You know, he's good. You know why? Because he'll probably come over and delete her. Mm. Uh, Trayvon don't have to pay child support for little Trayvonian. But if you get with her and you break up with her, she'll take you to child support for another man's kids. Mm. Child support system is a, uh, it's crooked. It's crooked. And they're, they do things to, prevent men from doing better as opposed to making the situation better. It's nothing but a collection agency. Again, it's not a moral agency. It is literally a debt collection agency. Um, and that was constituted by the title four D in the, uh, I don't know what the amendments, uh, that it's a part of, but it's just a debt collection agency and they operate like debt collectors. They're not there for moral to help family or none of that bullshit. So that's what it is. It's for profit and they make money. They charge a fee for her. They double the money. They get matching funds from the federal government. They put the money into uh, bank accounts. They draw interest from the bank account. Please. Mm. And they hire people who can't do any other job. They're just pseudo welfare. So basically, they're a welfare system for flunkies. Anybody that works in child support, I'm sure there's a person working for child support in here. You're a flunky. No, I'm just playing. Mm. These people couldn't do another job to save their lives but to get on the phone and harass you out of your money. All right, it's a pseudo welfare oriented job. That's what it is. Primarily, 
operated by women. They're probably 80% of people, maybe 70. I think I did the statistics. 70% of the people that work in there are women. It's a call center. It's a joke. I literally have 100% uh, custody of my kids and was still on child support. <laughs> I was like, what? And they, they, they made me jump through hoops and hurdles to just shake it off. Adrian, Paul, for the new setup, Coach, where is Kaylee? I don't know, man. I haven't even been thinking about Kaylee's. In the last couple of weeks, I haven't even been on my mind. I've been trying to plan all of this stuff. Shout out to Dewanis. Dewanis Alexander, he says, for the studio construction. This ought to be exciting. You guys are going to see what's up. Mr. Eric Sai says, yep, it's too many busted Pillsbury biscuit cans out here. Like, that's all you guys can settle for now. Of course you're going to like them. He says, Coach, a.k.a. the Venus flytrap from the, oh, from WKRP in Cincinnati. Shout out from James Burst. Well, I don't know if I was supposed to say your name. Shout out to, yeah, I am the Venus flytrap in here. Where are my sunglasses at? All right. I don't remember his catchphrase, but he was cool back in the day. <laughs> WKRP in Cincinnati. Columbus, Ohio to zone 864. It's literally that the horse doesn't work the same. Yeah, that's the argument there. This woman was like, it's okay that I'm big. The horses don't work the same. It's literally that. Where's she at? Let me play her clip. I haven't heard her in a minute. Everybody's blaming everybody else for their situation. What I talk about for you men is don't put yourselves in situations that later you're going to want to blame someone else. You're going to have to take the L. I can't find her clip. It's literally that. the race. She put the racism, the overweight, the diet. I cannot find this lady. Maybe I deleted her. Oh, man, I deleted her on accident. No, not the lady. Not the diets don't work the same lady. Oh, I deleted her. I'm disappointed. I literally deleted. Oh, shoot. I'm going to have to sound clip her. I'm going to have to upload it. I'm going to miss. Oh, I'm going to miss the I'm going to miss her sitting up on that. Uh. Stool looking like she was looking with her legs dangling down. We can call you D. Dixon says, do you see yourself training sports in the future? Probably not. I've got out of the sports training profession. Uh, Kids don't want to compete no more. Kids don't want to compete. I look at what's happening with the new golf association that they have going on. Uh, Saudi Arabia has a new golf association. And they're coming over here and they're stealing some of the men in the PGA Tour. What they're going to do is put on events. And it's going to be less competitive. It's just going to be showcases. They're going to pay people up front, show up, appear, play these events. There'll be challenges and little obstacles to go through. It ain't going to be no competition. Nobody wants to win. You know what I mean? And then when, when you win, they don't want you to brag. Have you heard about that? When I, my, my kids were in elementary school, You would win and you would brag about winning. Oh, you're bragging. Don't brag about winning. Mm. What? (laughs) Like, I'm like, wait, when you win, you're supposed to brag. It's called bragging rights. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) This culture is so soft. They don't even want you to brag when you win. So this is where sports is going to go. I think the NBA is going to that. It's less. It's less competitive. There's no more of these vicious rivalries where where people hate each other. A lot of these kids grew up playing AAU 
basketball together and growing up on the circuit, not the Chitlin circuit, but the AU circuit where they've been since they've been 10 years old. My son plays AAU ball now and we'll play a team. And he was like, oh, remember that kid? Uh, we played against that kid on third grade travel ball. I was like, that kid don't look the same to me. I don't even know. Hell no. But they remember each other. Then they go through high school together and then they go play college ball together. And by then they all friends and buddies. They all friends and buddies. So uh, there's no more loyalty to teams and teams aren't loyal to the play. It's not. I, I don't like sports anymore. I don't like the sports. People don't want to compete. People don't want to win. People are shamed about, uh, shamed into winning. Some people, there's a phrase in Generation Z called try hard or sweat. Oh, he's sweaty. And I was like, what is sweaty? <laughs> he's trying too hard. He's a try hard. So this is what culture, this, look, Generation X grew up cutthroat. Baby boomers kind of grew up cutthroat. Like, hey, we cutthroat. And I'm a cutthroat personality. I'm like, shit, I'm getting my, hey, get the hell out of the way. But in Generation Z has one called sweat. Oh, man, you sweat. You sweaty. Like if you beating them in uh, 2K, you sweaty. Oh, you just trying hard. I'm just not even playing. But if they beat you, they be out there talking shit. All right. Or you're a try hard. It's crazy, man. That, like I'm not trying to coach these kids today. Because if I come in there like Bobby Knight, all right, everybody, let's go get on the line then they're going to be crying and they're going to get you fired. The worst thing that can happen in your coaching job is to go through year three and four. And they're going to start complaining about you. Eric M says she ain't a lady unless she weighs 280. <laughs> she ain't a lady unless she weighs 280. Woo. <clears throat> That's a little too large. But you'd be surprised. Like I said, I I trained this woman. She came in and she was she came in. I was like, I think you're about 250. We put her ass on the scale. It was even pointless. Actually, in doctors, <laughs> you guys know this, in doctor's offices, they have a thing where you could give them a, a, a letter. You could give them something to say, don't weigh me. Let me pull this up. I'm sorry, man. This is going to be a long stream. They have a thing that says it's impolite to weigh me. Uh, don't just weigh me without my consent. Let me see something. Our culture is gone. I, I can't weigh without consent. So if the doctor says, oh, let's take your blood pressure. Okay, step on the scale. Let me check your height and your weight. It, here it is right here. Let me see. Oh, it's crazy, bro. These people are crazy. <clears throat> Here it is. Oh, wait. Damn, I thought I was sharing the screen. It says, patients to doctors, please don't weigh me unless it's really medically necessary. Here's a card. That's what it was. It was a card, a business card. So when you go, we, excuse me, recovering. When you go to the doctor, you go in with this card. Please don't weigh me unless it's really medically necessary. If you read, wait, if you really need my weight, please tell me why that, uh, please tell me why so that I can give you my informed consent. Yeah, America done, bro. We, we, we can't come back from this. Bias against people with obesities. I mean, listen, the reason why they're doing this is because more and more people qualify as obese. So... <laughs> 
So now you got to actually tailor your your business towards these people because I, I would venture to say in a doctor's office, six out of ten, maybe seven out of ten people that's coming through there are gonna be considered obese. And so many of them gonna have a stigma. Oh, don't don't do this. The doctor's like, man, I'm trying to do my job. What the hell are you trying? Leave me alone. But again, everybody wants to be a victim. But most of the time, people's situation is self-inflicted. You put yourself in that um, size category. Don't make it. Don't make it harder on me. You chose that. Daniel A says, "Gang, stay healthy. Gotta outrun the." Oh man, Mister Anthony B says, "Coach, you had me in tears talking about." Mississippi, my pops is from there and can confirm. <laughs> I know people in Mississippi were mad at me the other day. All right, Mississippi, shout out to everybody in Mississippi. I gave y'all hard, I gave y'all the business the other day, but I wasn't wrong. Again, I tell some hard truths, I'm not wrong. It may be the way I come from a culture where we used to be able to say what we wanted to say somewhat. We did come from the first, we were the first politically correct culture. Though we ushered politically correctness in, unfortunately. Mostly women did. Mostly women did. It's mostly men didn't really care because it, it was mostly you can't say that. Women were always trying to control your language. I remember that in high school. I was like, what are you talking about? I can't say that. You can't say that. And they would be really aggressive. And they start ganging on you. Why would you say something like that? You could say. Like bullying you, like Relax. Then they be the same ones. I don't understand why people are doing things like this. Uh, cause and effect. 30 years of you crippling men and, and making men making men walk on tippy toes and eggshells around you. It's pretty simple. Jabari R says, today I finished my CPA exam. Thanks for the motivations. Let's give him a round of applause. My man about to be in there making that big money CPA style. We got a lot of professionals in here in the coach game. We do. The chocolate champ is in the building. I like that. He says, I'd let her succeed me for a half a tank. <laughs> not the meth, not the meth head. Not the meth head. We got to talk about that too. Uh, Elmo says, a Tupelo, Mississippi t-shirt. Yeah, man, we got to definitely get that Mississippi going on here. Mississippi. Sitting this one out says, don't run a blue light. Wait, don't run a blue light through CGA's old crib. <laughs> oh, no, nah, man. Not the, only in the bedroom. People were like, I, I had these vinyl floors and all that. It was, you couldn't just get it on. <laughs> I ain't trying to do that. And I had no dining room table and all that crazy stuff. Let's do it on a dining room table and all that. I had a recliner back in the day. I used to throw them on that recliner. <laughs> all right, like, put them these up, put it on that recliner. <laughs> all right, that's telling y'all too much. And that it was a rocker recliner, it was a rocking recliner. So it gave you the natural. <laughs> it was a black light. It was a rocking chair recliner. So I throw them on that rocking chair. Get on that rocking chair. <laughs> the young girls be like, oh, this is new. This is new. I ain't never been on a rocking chair. <laughs> Y'all gonna be out there. Y'all gonna be out there getting rocking chairs now. Y'all gonna be out at the store at the what's the store? The rocking chair store. 
Lazy boy. Y'all going to be over in Lazy Boy. Hey, let me get a rocking chair. Let me get a Lazy Boy. It had a little recliner, but it had a rocker. You throw them there, hands and knees, they put their hands on the top. Go wild on them. <laughs> Y'all going to be in there. Uh, can I get two rocking chairs? You be at the junior college. I got rocking chairs. Let's do the PayPal's. We got a few PayPal's. We got to get them brothers here. Uh, Dewan says, by the way, age of consent in 31 states is 17. Again, yeah, bro. This is one of the things that I find it absolutely, it's amazing. But again, when you, it's one of those things. It's if you say it, they say you're promoting it. I don't care about what you guys think, but they're like, well, why would you know something like that? Why would I know a law? See, these shaming languages that you guys use to try to make you uh, put me into your perspective, because you're like, why would you keep track of something like that? Why, so you're saying to not know the law? You're saying to be ignorant of the law and just go out there and not pay attention to something like that? You want to know what it is. It's not that I'm promoting it, but what I'm saying is people don't know the law. And you're saying it's okay to be ignorant of the law. No, it's only 18. No, it's not. I'm sorry, it's not. I mean, if we're talking just on a legal conversation, it's not. If you want to talk moral, go ahead and give me your resume. But it's, we're not talking morality here. We're talking about what's law and what's not. What he said might not be against the law in the majority of the states in the United States. What are we talking about? I mean, only in about nine states would that be against the law. I believe it's nine in America. Somebody said they got me hella shadow banned. Yeah, they do. It's okay, though. Yeah, shame on you for knowing the law. Now, let's say I didn't know the law. Shame on you for not knowing the law. <clears throat> yeah, it's too, I wouldn't do anything like that. I wouldn't do anything like that. Like, I have my age range. I like where I like, where I like it. And it's totally legal. <clears throat> so, but it is what it is. It doesn't mean you have to do it. That's the thing about it. You know what it is. You don't have to do it. If you do it, you do it. What the hell? If it's, if it's within the law and you do it, no big problem. But people then assume they have the wrong information and then they persecute the guy. And he was like, what I said was perfectly legal in the majority of the, the country. Why are you per persecuting me? It's, I don't know. What do you want him to do? What do you want him to do? He, he, it's absolutely ridiculous. But people think they have the moral, uh, they have the moral high ground. I'm telling you, in America, I'm tired of you Americans. Uh, I'm my next move will be out of this country. On the grid. I I'm tired of people. I Americans specifically. I mean, I've been in America way too long. I I'm tired of Americans. You people are the most heathenous, <laughs> ravenous, dangerous, undercover freak, sneak people. On the planet, you guys act like you're pure. See, we're raised as Puritans. So we're supposed to be like people do sex and have sex all the time. People do it all the time. And then if you say something in public, oh, what? I can't believe you said something like that. Like we still play that game. We still play that game. Like we still go back. Like everybody talk about it. This woman's in the car listening to Freak Leak. <laughs> mm. 
She's in the car listening to I'm a freak until the day until the dawn. She's in the car listening to what? She, that's what she's listening to in the car. She in the car talking about you're making it hard for me. She in the car listening to Too Short. She listened to Blow the Whistle. She listened to all of that in the car. Soon as you get into the regular job place, oh, oh my God. I felt just disgusted. I felt like he sexually assaulted me. I, I'm sitting here like, bro, are we serious, bro? Well, can we stop? They in there to the window, to the wall. The sweat dropped down my ball. They that's what they listening to in the car. And they party and they pregame and then they at the club shaking and they're twerking it. And then when they come in at work, oh my God, I was just, I, I'm tired. I can't. Mm. See, this is, I'm done with America because you guys want to play Puritan when it's convenient for you, but then you want to be out here and uh, be, uh, you want to be liberated. You want to do what you want. And then when, and when, when, it, when it turns nighttime, y'all out here turning tricks. And then when you get called on it, you say what? Well, I ain't doing it, but you know your friends are doing it. You know for sure your friends are doing it. Many things that I say, you might say, well, I don't do it, but I guarantee you six degrees of separation. Within the third degree, you know somebody exactly of who I'm talking about. So let's stop playing games. And I think the problem in America is we're playing too many games with each other. You see some cultures actually able to have um, this. They don't have the problems we're having. Like in Brazil. Now, they might do something like, you know, it might be common for them to see people twerking in front of kids in a Brazilian village somewhere. All right, somewhere in Brazil. It, you might see that. And as an American, you'll be like, oh my God. But in their culture, they're able to handle sex somewhat responsibly. In America, we try to hide our kids from that, not educate them about it. And then when the kids go out there under the cover of night, creeping and sneaking around, and then when the consequences of sex comes up because people aren't on the same accord, then we start blaming, well, you shouldn't keep it in your pants and you as a skeezer, you should keep your legs closed. Then we have this whole try to blame people for sex. Mm. It's absolutely disgusting because you guys are playing games. You're playing games. Everybody needs to be an adult about this. If you're going to listen to Freak a Leak and you're going to listen to um, going downtown by SUV, if you're going to listen to WAP, if you're going to be shaking your ass to the window to the wall, if you got understanding, if you're going to be twerking, how the hell are you going to act like you're surprised when some guy says that you're nasty pervert? How are you going to do that? How are we doing this? How are we playing this game? And you got a whole drawer. You go next to your drawer in your bed and you got 50 toys. That buzz, twirl, spin, light up, twist, get charged by USB, cable, batteries, whatnot. You know what's going on here. Everybody knows what's going on here, but now you can frame it because you want to act Puritan when you're ready to. No, man. I'm tired of this culture. <laughs> I'm tired. And the reason why we don't get better as a culture is because we play these little games. Harold L. says, you're, return you're returning to form. Yes. The doctor must have prescribed you cough syrup and sprizite that scissor victory lap. Yes, I was, man, I was struggling. I was 
I was shuffling the first couple of shows. I was sweating. I was like, I was dizzy. One eye was going, <laughs> I was losing vision. I must have had C19. But I kicked it. I ain't in the hospital. But I've been walking upstairs because, and with the sickness, and I've been walking up the stairs at my old place in the new place. Oh, boy. But it ain't got me laid out, bro. I was, I, I'm too strong for this. I'm mentally strong. What about mentally strong? Why don't we reward people for being mentally strong instead of mentally weak? But we we make people who are mentally strong, we blame them. Oh, you're this and that. You're a misogynist and you're this. You're overly confident. Nobody likes you. And then they they proceed to dress me down and judge me because I'm mentally strong. I'm like, I don't need none of your bullshit. I don't need to depend on you. I can do it by myself. I can do it with these group of people over here. The hell with you if you ain't on board. Oh, they got all kinds of stuff. Damn, you're just, just too. I'm mentally strong. Can we celebrate that? No. We just got to run around here helping the mentally weak all the time. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of this victim mentality. I, I, I just can't deal with it. If you're mentally weak or you're weak or you're don't you don't have confidence, um, and I don't know why you're parading around Instagram and you don't have confidence. I mean, that's one of the problems right there. You can't put yourself on a disciplined sleep schedule. You can't put yourself on a disciplined eating schedule. You can't put yourself on a disciplined work schedule, a different a disciplined educational schedule, uh, schedule or curriculum that's going to make you have a better result in life. If you can't do these things by yourself, seek a mentor, but don't be a victim. And don't blame me for going, what the hell, whatever you're going to pick, whatever you're not picking up, I'm picking up. While you finding yourself, I'm about to get all of these. All right, I'm Pac-Man with these power pellets. While you over there trying to figure yourself out, I'm gobbling it up. Gobble, 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 gobble. <laughs> Pause, by the way. Pause on the gobble. Is oh is oh Steph Curry about to win the championship? What's the what what what's the what's the, what quarter is it at? I better wrap it up. Game six. Let me see what quarter it is. Oh, it's the third quarter. All right, so I'll tune in here. I'll be off by then. Uh, all right, we're doing the, all the PayPal. Uh, who is this? Mister M Obo 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 says, Coach, here's the link you were looking for with the horse. With standards. All right, let me see if I can pull this up. It's we're gonna call him Solomon Wise. What part should I? Oh, okay. What part should I highlight? Let me see if this is the video. Oh hell, I hate when it does that. I hate when it does that. I think I put this on my Instagram once and they pulled it down. I was like, she was doing oh yeah, that was the one. Okay, hold on. This is the video of the, the, the woman that got on that horse. And that horse was like. I wish it was a little bit bigger. That's what she said. All right. So let me see here. <laughs> this seems like a nice, sweet, and innocent birthday party. We got the horse out here. We recognize helping this lady up. And it already seems like it's a problem. Sisters, when I tell you being in denial about 
Oh, see, so this woman saying people being in denial about their weight is going to get people hurt, animals hurt. <laughs> people are being in denial about their weight. And this woman saying it. Let's not be in denial, man. Your weight. This ain't going to work. People hurt. Damn. Oh, my God. I think she's probably under 18, too. She probably 14 or 15 like that. And I, I cringe when I see people that age like that. I'm like, damn, what happened? Two men, <clears throat> two men trying to help this woman up. Wow. Girl, Young woman. Oh, my friends are screaming. And in my spirit, uh -oh. told me something was going to be wrong. And look at this. And just like that. Oh, oh, she ain't even all the way the on the horse. Giving up. She ain't Somebody even. Somebody call ASPCA. He's a Bruce. Oh, God. Happy birthday, though. <laughs> that horse was like, I'm done. I'm done. Hell no. New. What y'all thinking about, bro? This seems like a nice, sweet, and innocent birthday party. We got the horse out here. We got a nice gentleman helping this lady up. And it already seems like it's a problem. Sisters, when I tell you being in denial about your weight is going to get people hurt. Now look at this. All of that effort. Move the apron. Move and in my Move spirit, the I'm told uh -uh. something was going to be wrong. Hell no. And look at this. And just like that. <laughs> the horse the like. horse is giving up. Somebody called A. Oh, man. Broke his leg. Bruce. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Yo. Man. So I guess the horse is phobic, right? The horse is fat phobic. <laughs> See, these are the things we play against ourselves. But animals, creatures, society, they know better. We know better, bro. We know better. I'm not phobic. I know I can't carry you. Sorry. I think I put that video up one time on Instagram, and I think they removed it for some, like, animal abuse. So I'm like, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do it. Thank you for Solomon Wise for finding that. I could not find it before the show. I was trying to pull it up right before I came on. I was like, ah, I can't find the video. All right, a couple more. Three more, and I think a couple of cash apps, and then we can call it a wrap and see the Golden State Warriors become champion. Wiz Division Production says alcohol is truth serum. People have revealed some of the deepest, darkest secrets to me while buzzed. Let people sit the sauce, start asking questions, and watch the world flow like a river of confession. This is true. Loose lips sink ships. Every spy knows to get the person drunk, and you're going to start getting the truth. If you've hung around white folks when they are drunk, you're probably going to meet that one guilty, undercover, subconscious racist that is very apologetic when he gets drunk. Anybody been around that? You know, you got to grow up in the suburbs to find that. It's the dude that he you, he's he's very cool and calm. He never says anything about race. He never brings it up. He's a liberal. He grew up learning everybody's equal and all that stuff. But in the back of his mind, he has a little bit of supremacy. He has a little bit of, you know, he has a little bit of, he has a little bit of racism in his DNA. <laughs> and then what will happen is he'll get drunk and he'll be like, you know, you're actually a cool dude. You're like, man, I've been knowing you for like three years. You know, you're a cool dude, despite the fact that you black and all. 
And it's not like I'm racist or anything like that. You're looking at him like, bruh. <laughs> it's it's fair, man. I believe in equal rights and all of that stuff. I mean, you know, you guys run faster and all of that stuff. You guys dunk. You can do all of that stuff. But, you know, we better thinkers. They turn into the Get Out movie. They turn into the Get Out movie. You're like, oh, my Lord. What, the, what are you talking about, son? <laughs> you know. We do the thinking, you do the athletes. I mean, you know, it's racism on the other side. How many white basketball players do you see? They start talking, you're like, oh, these are people that you never see. You know, I can say the N-word to you. You know, can I get the N-word pass? I say the N-word all the time. Matter of fact, we say it all the time when you ain't here. But now you hear, um, now I can say it, right? <laughs> you're like, oh, my God. You'd be like, get the alcohol away from now. Oh, no, keep drinking. You'd be like, keep drinking. Tell us, tell us everything. This dude show up with his hood, everything. You're like, oh, yeah, you one of them. You one of them undercover racists. You, it's not even an undercover racist. It's a subconscious racist. Like, the supremacy is in there, and they deny it. You know what I mean? When they're sober, they deny it. I don't see color. You get them drinking. <laughs> get them drinking. And them people, man, them liberals will start becoming. Dude, by the way, the liberals are the most racist out there. There's no question about it. No question about it. That they've done the most racist, despicably racist, in your face racism. I like my racism hidden. You know what I mean? <laughs> like when they start, te- well, do I like it hidden? I like it out in front of my face, I should say. These people be out here. <laughs> people be out here literally be like trying to hide it and disguise it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you know, hot sauce in my purse, you know. Don't worry. It's, you know, I'm like you and all that. I listen to Jay-Z. I listen to Jay-Z. Whole damn time, whole damn time, whole, whole damn time, they be racist as hell. Didn't Malcolm X try to get y'all, tell y'all, Malcolm must try to tell y'all, why didn't y'all listen to Malcolm? Yeah, I want my racism right up front. I want my neighbors to see me move in the neighborhood and they be racist and they just look at me and walk away. That's what I want. And I wave at them. Hi, Mr. Smith, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. He look at me. You just walk off. And he says, there goes the neighborhood in his mind. That's what I want. <laughs> I want him to say, you know, around here, boy. You don't like your kind around here. <laughs> That's what I want. Right up front. I don't want you to play in tap dance. Well, you know, hot sauce in my purse. <laughs> you know, I'm like you and all that. And then they try to dance and all of that stuff. I'll be like, oh, my God. Hell no. If you think about it. Some of the liberals have come up with some of the most racist formatting television shows in the history of television, but they painted as, oh, we're inclusive. And it turns out super duper racist. Like you're like, what? Like you are the inclusive people. You're the people that's supposed to be my friend. Now, different strokes, Webster, you know what I mean? Uh, Good times where they literally kick the dad out and follow the whole, like what? Two black kids raised by, Rich white people and a white liberal daughter. Like, this is racist. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Kimmel got caught and called out for being racist. And then they try to sweep it up under the rug. Well, it wasn't really blackface because we're cool. I'm cool with the rappers. And they'll bring a rapper out. Oh, see, the rappers, uh, yeah, Jimmy, he can do it, y'all. He's not racist, but do it. Jimmy Kimmel can get away with the racism. Like, how does he get How does he? <laughs> so we give him passes away because people are cool subconsciously racist but they trick you that you're your friend 
so they could do it. Like, to explain it. Explain that. Other people will lose their career. Ted Danson lost his career. Explain it. But y'all give people a pass, which, again, you can give all the passes you want, but I want to hear about the one time uh, somebody did something. I don't want to hear nothing about the Proud Boys. <laughs> I want to hear nothing about the Proud Boys. If you're going to be mad at the Proud Boys, call everybody ass out. But most people don't do that. Let's get Malcolm X up real quick. Where is that? I'll play this because a lot of people think, you know, I'm an Uncle Tom with this liberal thing. But y'all be out here. Y'all should have known, man. Malcolm tried to clue y'all in a long time ago. They probably deleted it on uh, YouTube. <laughs> they probably deleted that shit. They was like, uh-uh. Let's see if I can pull this up. Fair use. Oh, wait. I know I get this. Is this the one? Power, power. In this crooked game of power politics here in America, the Negro, namely the race problem, integration, civil rights issue, are all nothing but tools used by the whites who call themselves liberals against another group of whites who call themselves conservatives, either to get into power or to retain power. Among Now, what people are going to say, what you were educated by your plantation master to say is the parties switched. Yeah, after he said that, though, coach, the party switched. Yeah. You want to believe that? Who told you that, Joe Massa? Who told you that? Malcolm X tried to put y'all up on game. Let's go ahead and play it again. Power. Among whites here in America, the political teams are no longer divided into Democrats and Republicans. The whites who are now struggling for control of the American political throne are divided into liberals and conservative camps. The white liberals from both parties cross party lines to work together toward the same goal. And white conservatives from both parties do likewise. The white liberal differs from the white conservative only in one way. The liberal is more deceitful, more hypocritical mm. than the conservative. Ooh. Ooh, and here's here's the other thing that you guys have to understand. Um, Timeline-wise, I wish I could have a graph on this one. Timeline-wise, most of the liberals that have been, and y'all could be mad about the political if you want. Timeline-wise, historically, most of the liberals that have been put into the high-power positions have been Southern liberals that grew up in or in times of Jim Crow or slightly after Jim Crow, our actual president right now grew up as a Dixiecrat. He actually was against um, force integration. He was against, uh, I mean, he was a, they called him Jim Crow Joe. They called him Jim Crow Joe. So they grew up in, in um, I'm sorry, Jim Crowism. So think about the presidents that came through as Democrats. Most of them came from the South. Just think about that for a second. They came from the South. They came from, uh, Bill Clinton came from Arkansas. He was the Arkansas government. Um, Jimmy Carter came from Georgia. Uh, Barack Obama was from anywhere. He was just kind of the 
anomaly. He wasn't from anywhere, right? They claimed he was from Illinois, but he was only there for a few years. He was from California and Hawaii and all over the place. I'm missing one. Oh, um, uh, LBJ was from Texas. LBJ was from Texas. I'm missing uh, another one there. And I got my beef on the conservative side, too. I mean, because after JFK, all they did was line up everybody else. Never mind. <laughs> everybody that got their job was never mind. Ronald Reagan was the only one that wasn't involved. I mean, never mind. I got my beef with Reagan, too. But uh, with this being said, I'm, who am I missing? Not FB, anybody after JFK. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I'm missing a president. I'm missing someone who was from the South. <laughs> oh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Joe Biden was from Delaware. I mean, Delaware, you know, part of the colonies, part of the colonies. I'm missing a Democratic president. Part of the colonies, these people were from the South. All right. So just think about it. Jimmy Carter, Jake, Jim Crow, Joe, uh, Bill Clinton, the Clintons, they grew up, they had all the way, they, it's from, they're from the South. So a lot of their beliefs and strong beliefs in their parents and their friends and everybody they grew up around, they were Dixiecrats. They came from the Dixiecrat plantation type politics i mean you can debate that if you want you can debate it if you want delaware is somewhat of a southern it, it, they're mixed they're they're mixed they they have it kind of both in their their eastern seaboard but i mean is delaware even relevant <laughs> yeah carter was from georgia and that but even the other presidents yeah uh bush senior and junior from the south texas not many Northerners have won. Northerners would be the people that you would say are the progressive liberals, uh, the liberals that are on your side, like we ran North. Not many people have them have won. Who won that? JFK? I'm trying to think of, uh, uh, Ronald Reagan was the one that was the anomaly. He was the one that snuck in. I don't know if you know anything about his presidency. <clears throat> it wasn't his turn. I can break that down, by the way. It wasn't Reagan's turn. He kind of jumped in front of the line. And never mind. Let me continue going here. Both want power, but the white liberal is the one who has perfected the art of posing as the Negro's friend and benefactor. And by winning the friendship and support of the Negro, the white liberal is able to use the Negro as a pawn or a weapon in this political football game that is constantly raging between the white liberals and the white conservatives. Um, I don't know if you know, remember the 2020 election, pretty much Joe Biden didn't campaign on anything but the racial platform. And as they was uh, breaking the cities down and burning them up, he was just sitting back chilling. And that was their whole campaign. That was it. And so the political football was the, the issues of the African-American. That, that was it. That was all they ran on because that's all they needed to run on. All they needed to do was get a percentage of votes. And then once they get in, then they can do whatever they want. I mean, it's a to me, it's fantastic campaigning. People can say that's that's dumb, but if that's all you have to do, that's all you have to do. I mean, work smarter, not harder. But they never he, he never had to say anything about foreign policy. He said a couple of other things that he was gonna do. All right, fracking and all these things. But the majority of the time, 80, 90 percent was spent dealing with the racial hostilities in the cities and that. 
in dealing with Trump and letting Trump expose himself. So again, the political football was the Negro vote. That's it. And they use that in times of what you would call um, political years, election years. The American Negro is nothing but a political football. And the white liberals control this ball through tricks or tokenism, false promises of integration and civil rights. In this game of deceiving and using the American Negro, the white liberals have complete cooperation of the Negro civil rights leader. Now that, I mean, guys, this is said, I mean, when was this speech? Gotta be 1962, okay? He says they have complete support of the civil rights leaders. This is 100% true. I mean, even to this day, something happens. These particular people always roll out Sharpton. They always roll out Jesse. They always roll out Talcum X. And they do this, everything like routine. Uh, Did you see Kamala Harris talking about she got greens in South Carolina? I'm going to play that clip next. We just chilling today. You don't have to stick around. But I'm going to play that next. Who sell our people out. For a few crumbs of token recognition, token gains, token progress. But of course, if he said that today, he'd be nothing but an Uncle Tom. I mean, I think most men have woken up um, about what the reality of the situation is. But no, they didn't switch. No, I mean, that's literally word for word what happens here. And I know this because I um I went to school with these people, the same people that that. um said that they were on my side, never hesitated to try to tell me to stay in my place. I want you to think about that. When the going got tough on their argument, they got fast on stay in your place or they got fast on, well, you know, what you going to do? You ain't going to like it. If it, they were cool, come, come in. We're cool. We cool. No, nah, no. Nah, equality. No, no, no. Yeah, I support you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when it came to, OK, we all got we all got here. What are we going to do? No, nah, stay back in your place. They, they tell you to stay back in your place. And so I'm like, I can't trust these people because they need you. They need your sympathy. They let you hear your story. But then as soon as they get in there, okay, uh, now it's time to get the dis- disabled people in, the obese people in, the people, um, the, the trans people in, the rainbow, the Skittles. Now it's time to get all these people in. <laughs> and then they tell you to stay back. And then if you say, nah, I ain't staying back, they say, stay in your place. We'll put you in jail. And you're like, I've seen it too much. I grew up around these people, man, these fake people, these people, somebody on my phone blowing me up, but I got a couple of deliveries tomorrow. So I know what they're trying to do. Uh, let's listen to this one and then we'll start. Oh. Listen to this person right here. So this is a camp. I don't know what year this is. I don't know what year this is, but this is Kamala. The, the person that, you know, she's black. Y'all still riding on that. She went to Howard, coach. You don't have to be black to go to Howard or be in a sorority. (laughs) You don't. So anyway, let's listen to this. Goose Creek. And I was there with Jay Moore and Charlemagne God. See if I can get that volume up. (laughs) I was there with Jay Moore and Charlemagne God, all the liberal uh, puppets. All right, let's go ahead and play it again. Goose Creek. And I was there with Jay Moore and Charlemagne God. And... um, and I was about to head out of town to meet my family um, and cook for Thanksgiving. You can tell she lying, bro. 
First of all, you lying. You was gonna meet your family and cook. Nope. That I doubt it. I'm 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 gonna highly doubt that. But let's go ahead and continue this story. You can tell she about the lie. Let me think of this lie. I won't mention where I was going, but where I was going, I knew I was not going to be able to find the kind of greens there that I could get here. We doing this, huh? We, we, we going to talk about greens here, the South Carolina greens. See, they do the same tricks. It's the same trick. It's the same BS. Oh, let's talk about greens and real in because obviously the boomers are going to eat this up. Boomers don't know nothing. All right. Boomers are done. They'll eat all of this up. Oh, she eat greens. I can't believe she's like one of us. What? I knew I was not going to be able to find the kind of greens there that I could get here. And so, yes, that was me. In my suit and heels. So all the strong and independents could be happy. All you and your she was in her suit and heels. Walking through Charleston International Airport, carrying two big plastic bags full of fresh South Carolina collard greens. What, what am I, man, I'm trying to help y'all out. Who believes this? <laughs> Who in the world believes this? I got to hear this again. In my suit and heels, walking through Charleston International Airport, carrying two big plastic bags full of fresh South Carolina collard greens. <laughs> The true story. And yes, as I walked on the plane, there were a few people who gave me the look and the nod. <laughs> I'm I'm done. I'm done. I, I'm done with you people, you you Mickey Mouse simpletons. That are going to take that seat. She authentic, coach. <laughs> All right. I'm looking at her like this. Oh, my Lord. Uh, really? You going to do what? You you had two bushels of what? <laughs> All right. Uh, nope. Jesus. This can't be true. All right. What's the score? We're going to wrap it up for you guys. I got I do have a couple more chats here. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. 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 We got, we got, we got to get these brothers off to watch the championship. I know y'all watching the championship. I just need to watch it. We do have a couple of more PayPalsies in the building. Thanks for sticking along, uh, for welcoming me back. Welcome me, me, welcome me, welcome me, me. Did I get this person's PayPal? Let me check. Please don't say my government name. It's Coach Junior. He says, yo, Coach, shout out to that clowny girl thinking that the guy in the gym was checking in on her. She getting roasted over here, over here. I'm glad she's getting roasted. We're about tired of seeing people use these things that as your advantage and the dude didn't even do anything he's like what and then she went crazy in postal maryland guy says did you see the taco bell taco bell brought the uh mexican pizza <laughs> wait a minute 
that Taco Bell brought the Mexican pizza back and it's sold everywhere. No wonder America is obese. What, what, what is a Mexican pizza on a taco shell? That That's kind of interesting. I never had one of those. Deadly Eddly, let the horses run and be free, literally. Let them be free. Damn, it's 8 o'clock. My dog probably hungry like dog is like tripping. Who is this? Harold L. I swear to God, ninjas are so easy to use and trick and rile up. It's And I swear, I swear, it's the same script. And um, then they just start laying bricks out. Here, throw this in here. Throw a tantrum. <laughs> Keon W. says, Malcolm X told us, uh, but we ain't listening. We, we we refuse to listen or we'll just find a reason why to, well the party switched and all that i mean i'm sure you can find yeah people did switch sides people switch sides all the time people switch sides all the time yeah there were people over here that couldn't pull some over there so they came over here all right but it is not in that recent not in that recent not that not that big of a cultural shift Adrian Paul, you missed my previous chat. Congrats on Vegas. I think I got you. He says, uh, this is for the studio setup. Where's Kaylee? I got you. I got you, bro. I didn't miss it. Shout out to the Kansas City chefs in the building. J-Flow, embrace change and adapt. Coach gang, embrace change and adapt. This is the whole thing about people who are victims and all that stuff, and they using excuses to not to take the easy route. They don't want to embrace change. They don't want to adapt. They don't want to find ways and navigate to be better. They just want to just give it to me. Just give it to me. Overdue donation. He says, as always, thanks for the open chat and conversation. That was from my man Aaron B. Appreciate you, man. And of course, you don't have to agree with me. You don't have to agree with me. And I don't want to debate. Don't get in my comments. I'll debate you on the fact that I don't care. <laughs> I mean, look, I have my mind made up. I'm an old dog. You can't de- teach old dogs many new tricks. I might be able to know a new trick or here or there, but I'm one of them old men. Like, I'm in my way. I'm comfortable with it. I know what direction I'm going. I ain't trying to figure out your bull. All right, you can get other people on the way up, and then when I die out and people like me die out, y'all can have the world. Until then, uh, Coach Mussolini is here. All right, I'm going to be walking around. Y'all going to be saluting me. All right, y'all got to have to wait till I croak. <laughs> unfortunately and hope it's later than sooner but you're not i i know my way i know what i think i have my beliefs most of the people are uneducated anyway most of the stuff you listen to you are indoctrinated and told all right the education school system is not an educational system to teach you things you have to learn on your own and if you don't learn anything on your own but what you see on tiktok and instagram you ain't got no heat for me no you ain't got no heat for me all right i actually have doug 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 to the deep recesses to find truth. I went to the library where they buried the lies. You ain't been in a library in your whole damn life. Show me your library card before you debate with me. I bet you ain't got no damn public library card. You can't even check out books. You go to Barnes and Nobles and don't know where to find. You got to find that little plain Jane with the glasses and the ponytail. Hi, uh, dude, you know where, where I can find some self-help books? <laughs> All right, anyway, we out of here, brothers. Shout out to the Coast Gang. We'll be back tomorrow, and I might do something. We'll do something Friday night. We'll do something Saturday uh, to catch up and all of that stuff. All right, man, we out of here. Peace.